everybody, all you ungrownups out there. Welcome back to another episode of The Ungrownups. I'm Matthew, and sitting across from me is Ryan. And this is episode 45, or as we like to call it, the 45th episode. Crickets. It is. Yeah. It's <laughs> We're off to a, a running start. I, for some reason, decided that I was going to stay quiet as long as I could. And huh. it turns out, apparently... That was the right call? Yeah, you can't do that on a podcast. Sure you can. I think I think it, that just means you're being introspective or, or thinking or, or... What if I just... I'll gesture. Yeah. And then you'll have to describe... Interpret. It'll be like charades? Or interpretive dance. Oh, uh-huh. that would be interesting. Yeah, and then you'll have to tell the at-home audience, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, what's happening. For sure. So how you been, dude? Uh, you know, been all right. You were adventuring last week? I was. I went, uh, went on a little short motorcycle trip, a little three-day, two-night mini adventure how many miles 830 yeah, 829 something i like mean that. it's short in i guess time because it was only like a three-day trip but it was a, you covered some ground yeah i guess yeah i mean to me that's a short trip well compared right? to yeah you going up to alaska on a motorcycle yeah, that is a short patagonia's trip. or whatever but uh yeah so i um so the whole point was just a to get out of the house. Yeah, fair enough. And b just to kind of hunt back roads, really. All right. So, so I just everywhere the long way. So what was the? Well, I guess what was the the starting off plan? Was it just I'm heading north? I'm heading to this destination. The plan was I'm going to wake up in the morning, and then figure it out. So how do you pack for something like that? Luckily, I can pack pretty light, but still have enough. Like, so I experienced temperatures from the, I would say high forties. Right. All the way to, it was almost a hundred at one point. Okay. So I can, I have enough layer that I can pack for pretty much whatever. And then it was a short trip. So I only took, I had a pair of jeans and a pair of shorts for when I wasn't on the bike. Which bike did you take? BMW. And did you take the BMW simply because it had the hard bags that you could throw all your stuff in? No, or actually. was I, that the best bike for the ride that you were taking? I think it's just long distance. It's comfortable. The Ducati is not really. I'd have to wear a backpack. It just wouldn't be. Okay. Wouldn't be fun. Uh, the Ducati is great to go carve the canyons, but I I don't like doing long trips on that bike. Does the BMW have cruise control? Yeah, it does actually. It okay. freaks people out when you're on the highway with cruise control and no hands. Do you do that just often? Like stretching, not often, but I sometimes I need to stretch. I'll throw yeah, a cruise control. And that makes sense. It's not radar cruise control. No, no, no. It's just old school. It just keeps the throttle at that position. Yeah, a, a lot of the. Um, some of the newer bikes, like the new KTMs have it. They have radar. Does, will this, instead of just like literally just keeping the throttle in a fixed position, if it detects you're going uphill or downhill, will it actually adjust? Yeah, it's an electronic throttle okay. on that bike. So it, you let go and the throttle tube closes. All right. So how do you, is it just like regular cruise control? Where you just, if you tap the brakes, so it cancels cruise? Yeah. Okay. Or if you t- pull the, uh, if you close, no, I think you can close the throttle maybe. Maybe. But why would you need to? I mean, would yeah, tapping the brake be a faster and easier way of canceling cruise control? Yeah, or you just reach up and flip the... So it's actually pretty rad the way the cruise control is on. It's on the, the left-hand control. There's a... Uh, you have to purposely move this, like, cover. Okay. And it, like, click, clicks over and almost like you're getting ready to shoot a missile. And then oh, you push this little thing forward and that, that's what initiates the cruise control. Is that unique to BMW or is that kind of like a standard motorcycle cruise kind of know. thing? It's the only bike I've ever had with cruise control. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know either. The other cruise control I've ever used has been... 
at an old BMW that I safety wired the grip on just tight enough <laughs> so that it was tight enough. It would, it would friction lock yeah, friction itself. Hold it in place. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I actually didn't even use, I just left, left the top box on my bike. I didn't use the side cases. Um, it's a big bike with all that stuff on it. Right. I, I have a tour attack. There's a little buzz marketing for you. Ooh. A tour attack, uh, dry bag. Okay. I just threw a bunch of crap in and I strapped that to the back seat. All right. So what was, what would you keep in the hard bag then? Like my hat and like my extra shield, all the regular crap I carry around, okay. my pump and stuff like that. But all the that. clothing and, and toiletries and all stuff was just in the, in the dry bag. You yeah, strapped. exactly. And it's it's a pretty, normally I'd have my camping gear in that thing, but I just used it for all my clothes. So were you hoteling it on this trip? I did. I didn't feel like going through the hassle of, not hassle, but like, okay, not only do I not know where I'm going, you know, trying to find a, it's hard enough to get a hotel when you roll into town sometimes. Right. Let alone find the campsite. And then I didn't want to deal with the tent. Well, that's the other challenge is because of COVID, like campgrounds are still kind of, some of them are closed, like some of the uh, state parks and stuff. I mean, if you're staying on BLM land, you're fine. But I mean, there's still Yeah, I also, this trip wasn't super, like the tires on that bike, that I have on there now, they're uh, Anik. They're called a Anarchy Adventure, and they're supposed to be, I guess, like a seventy thirty tire. So they're supposed to be somewhat off roadable. But I had them put on in Edmonton. Montreal. I have no idea what seventy thirty means. Is that so like seventy on road, thirty off road? Right? Okay. So that that's kind of the bit, the mix. Most of the tires I would run would be like a fifty fifty or a a twenty eighty. What so changes? I, the size of the knobs, the the amount of uh, space in between them. So like a road tire would have more surface area, huh. right? Whereas a dirt tire has big knobby. It's just like on a truck. It's interesting. So like if the tire wears, does that sort of change the the percentage? Right? Say it was 50-50, but you're doing a whole shit ton of on-roading. And so the, therefore you're wearing off, you know, part of the tread. And then it theoretically would become more like 40-60 kind of thing or... I, Yes. I mean, I, I've never I've never heard of that term because, I mean, here, like, well, here, meaning, like, in the automotive industry, yeah, you just have all terrains, you have, you know, on-road, you have sport tires, you have all seasons, you have different nomenclature. So I, I'd never heard that, that on-road, off-road numerical split before, so it was kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's pretty common. Like, normally you'll get, like, a, they have, like, 10, 90, or a 1090? 90, 10. Okay. 80, 80, 20, something like that is pretty common for road yeah. versus. So anyways, these are supposed to be like, we'll say 70, 30. So and mostly on road. Yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. of light off road. And I had them put on when I was in Edmonton, um, whatever that was, two years ago now, actually. Yeah. Two years ago. Well, this month? Look, next month? No. Somewhere in there? Uh, I think two years ago today I was leaving. Oh, that's crazy. Um. So anyway, so the. Uh, um, Beep. Whoa. That was a reminder. Okay. (laughs) We're officially reminded. We are reminded. Yeah, June 13th, 2019, I was literally, that was the first day. And uh, interestingly enough, I went to Cambria that day. And so on this trip, uh, on Tuesday, I ended up in San Simeon. I was going to stay in Cambria. But Cambria was actually, um, that's where I decided to go in the morning. Because there's fun roads to get there. Right. So you go back and forth. And uh, Cambria was closed. Well, not closed, but the hotels were whatever was available. It was like $300 a night. Oh, geez. And I'm all about the, you know. The cheap. The cheap. Yeah. Because what are you going to go in there to sleep for? So you drove up. The first night was Cambria. Yeah. And then the second night was. Oh, my point about tires really quick. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Was the tires that are on that bike. I did do some off-roading with um, 
on that that the big trip and it was so i had him put on towards the end of the trip and i went from a really aggressive dirt tire to more of a street tire knowing that i wasn't going to do that much off road for the rest of the trip i freaking hate these tires in the dirt like the front just feels like it's about to wash at any second and they're really they're not even great necessarily on the road um they do provide quite a few moments where i'm like whoa the more aggressive Dirt tires actually, I'm more comfortable on those uh, than this, even on the road. Is it just because you spent more time on a more aggressive dirt tire, or is it just the way the? It's just the way it feels, oh, right? Yeah. These don't feel because they have really large tread blocks. Yeah, that are fairly flat. They um, and not a lot of gaps in between. It all it almost feels like the front in the dirt just wants to wash. Slip, it just has yeah. no grip, and that's not a. That's I not can a deal trade. with the back. Right, the back moving around is fine. The front scares the pool. Yeah, because that's all you're steering and everything. That makes it, sense. It's scary. Um, so anyway, so yeah, I went the long way to Cambria. And then this was this trip all mostly on road. Yeah, all, all road. okay. I mean, I I rode in a dirt shoulder to pull over for a little bit. Right, but, but otherwise, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, so went to Cambria. Well, San Simeon stayed there that night. Um, you know, I left here. I wasn't riding crazy long days. I left here at. I think like 10 ish and I got there at like four or something. So it okay. wasn't, wasn't too bad, but you know, back and forth, mo- mostly tried to avoid the one Oh one, um, stayed on the one for a while. It's cool. Cause the, the BMW GPS is Garmin, but it has a windy roads feature. So I can kind of right. decide I want to go. And I had an idea of kind of yeah. where I was going to go anyways. And, um, so did that through, you know, like, like Morro Bay and, and all that stuff. So it's, it's a nice ride. Did you go on any new roads or roads that you had not been on not Previously? not that section. Okay. Um, and then the next day I got up and I rode to Monterey. Okay. And then Monterey to, oh shit. Because I saw I saw pictures of you like on Cannery Row. Yeah. Mon- so Monterey the long way, and then Monterey to um, San Luis Obispo the long way okay. over some roads I hadn't been on before. All right. Like through Carmel Valley Road and stuff like that, which and is freaking awesome. So the second night you were up in. I was in San Luis Obispo. Okay. So I went all the way to Monterey, Monterey to San Luis Obispo. Gotcha. Which is normal, right? I guess. It seems like a big... I mean... Well, I mean, you're, just because you're cutting back and forth yeah. across all these cool roads. I didn't really... Like I said, I didn't really care. And it wasn't necessarily that I was going to stay in San Luis Obispo. It just happened to be, oh, this road ends up in San Luis Obispo. It's going to take me probably two and a half more hours. To get That'll somewhere. That'll be a good time to... Yeah. And I stayed, I stayed right downtown and... So a couple interesting things, at least interesting to me. I will let you all decide if they're interesting to you. The, the first place I saw so while I was on the road, I just pulled up booking.com. I have the app and I yeah. booked a hotel. It's the cheap, literally the cheapest hotel in Santa Barbara. So why booking versus like hotel tonight or some of those other? Just what I've used. Okay. There's no, yeah, it, just, it always seems to have the better, the best prices. Oh, all right. At least from what I can tell. Um, so, so anyways, I pull up to this hotel and I'm not going to say the name because I don't even remember what it was. But instant nope. I thought first I thought it was closed and abandoned. Did they rent by the hour? Nope. No, they didn't. But I thought it was closed <laughs> and abandoned. There was like construction materials all over the place. Yeah. People were working on room. It was freaking weird. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there trying to figure out because the other thing that I like about you're that, at the hotel trying to book. No, I had already booked. Oh, okay. But it's free. Like they a don't charge my credit card and b you can cancel up to six p.m. Oh right. So that there are some yeah. advantages of booking. So, so I'm like, hell no. And normally, dude, I don't care. Right. I yeah. will sleep. Like a Motel 6 I or anything like that. I slept in some nasty places. I slept in a hotel where I took all of the, the um, towels. Yeah. Got more towels and slept on those because that's how. Nasty the bedding was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so anyways, this place, I was just like, nope, I don't, I feel it's like murder vibes. And so <laughs> I, um, I'm in the, the parking lot sitting by my bike trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And the woman that works at the hotel, you know, starts telling me, Oh, are you here checking in? I was like, no, you know, I'm going to, I think I'm just going to keep going on this trip and, and keep going South. I, I, it's too early. It was like four or five o'clock. Something like that. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to tell her like your place. Is <laughs> so I, I was just like, no. And, and I said, can I cancel my booking? And she's like, nope, we charge a fee. I'm like, no, you don't. It says right on the thing. So yeah, I ended yeah. up having to call booking. They canceled it for me. But this woman was like, convince trying to so hard to convince me to stay she's like oh you're gonna have traffic and you're like you know it's it's getting late i'm like what Why you look you? tired yeah I was, like, yeah I was like whatever so i ended up booking a hotel right at the end of like have you been to downtown san Luis Obispo? it's i've only stopped basically on the way to visit the what is it the chewing gum wall that little yeah alley. okay so i booked a hotel right over by there okay um for like 10 extra dollars yeah I, i've stopped in san Luis Obispo on the way somewhere else we just stopped for lunch Mm -hmm. So we basically just did some sightseeing down the main drag, checked out, added some gum to the wall. Yeah. Um, and then just kept going. Yeah. So it's, it's actually pretty, I mean, it's a cool little town. Yeah. It's um, a little college town. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up finding a, a, re a really decent hotel there and then um, was going to eat at Firestone. Um, but they, the bar, they weren't like people sit at the bar. So it was weird. I just like, I don't want to deal with that. So I went to a place that's called Mother's Cafe or Mother's Kitchen or something like that. And ended up eating dinner there, um, hanging out. But that place turns into a club at some point. Really? It's super weird. And these kids were in there drinking like AMFs and Long Island iced teas. It was really bizarre. Like and then, at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the evening, they're just like... Like 6.30, 7, something like that, yeah. And then, early to be drinking that hard. Oh, God. Well, it's college kids, right? They well, probably just true. turned 21. True. Um, and then the... Uh, it was weird. They came around. Like, I was sitting there. I had dinner. I was just hanging out, having some beers. And the... The bouncer guy comes by and is like, oh, I need to take your chair. I'm like, what? The is one it? that you're not using? Or the one that you were no, sitting in? No, the one on? I was sitting in. They, they take all the chairs away from the bar. Huh. And I was like, all right, I'm going to close out now and go. So I went back to my room and went to bed. That is weird. Yeah. And then I woke up in the morning and decided. Um, Where do I want to go today? Oh, hi. Okay. Because the roads to Ojai are really fun. All right. Like it was like 58 or something like that to 33 or 158. 30, I don't know. Anyways, it, really, really fun roads. Um, some sections that are super boring that go through like really straight. And then you, you know, you go through like a solar farm and some other stuff like that. But most of the roads are really fun. So when you, when you're doing that and you're ready to head out, I assume you're filling up your tank in San Luis Obispo and then you're going, okay, here's as far as I can go. This yeah, I should have, I should have gotten fuel the night before, but, um, yeah, my the start of that morning saw me going a whopping four hundred feet to the gas station. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah. at least you. At but least that you bike, I can get almost. If I rode really slow, I could get four hundred miles out of it. But I get about three thirty oh, or so. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So I only filled up a couple times on the trip. Do you ever bring like a jerry can or something like that, just to have an extra gallon or whatever? I have on like the Alaska trip I did. Right, but not um, on this one. No, no, no. Normally. Normally I don't because they're you're so close to, to everything else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I don't really. You just don't need to. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, a year ago or two, excuse me, two years ago today, I left for Alaska and five years ago today, I was in Banff, Canada on a motorcycle trip. Wow. So, you know, it seems to be a thing I do. This day in history. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so a uh, <clears throat> bunch of fun roads to Ojai, got to Ojai fairly early. And thought, well, you know, because originally I was going to stay out until Friday, so it was Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I was like, well, I mean, it's only a couple more hours home, so I just booked it home. Oh, what time did you end up getting back? Um, like dinner time kind of thing? 
Yeah, something like that. That's not bad. No, it was it was easy. And I just didn't like, there was no point in staying in Ojai. Right, right. Right, and I didn't think like, oh, there wasn't like a, a direction from there I was dying to go. And all you would have done is just spent more money on a hotel when you could have just slept at home for free. Right. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. And I mean, yeah, you know, I could have stayed out and ridden another few hundred miles, but meh. Yeah. Yeah. That was a nice three-day little jaunt. Yeah, it was cool. And I, you know, had stuff to do this weekend. I went to the... Uh, I went to the California Science Center yesterday. I saw that. Saw the, the shuttle Endeavor. Yeah, I, I I have yet to see the space shuttle Endeavor or any of the space shuttles in person. I So I when they flew it there, I was living in the Bay Area still. Um, and I so I got to watch it fly over. That was super cool. I, I When I was in Long Beach uh, for work, we took an extended lunch break. And when it was flying into town, they, they did that Southern California right. tour right. flying overhead and all that stuff. So yeah, I saw it in the air. Right. But... Not up close in person, not obviously you can't touch it, but I mean, not close enough to really see it in, in detail. Yeah, I, I wanted to go so bad and for whatever reason just never went and then finally ended up going yesterday. Um, actually went to the California Science Center because they have a an exhibit called The Art of Bricks. You had talked about that. Yeah, the Lego art exhibit. Yeah, and it's a guy whose name completely escapes me right now. Nathan something, I think it is. Okay. Sawaya. Maybe. Oh, Anyways, he used to be a lawyer. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's Nathan's way. He was he used to be an attorney, and then he basically became a full time artist. And Lego happens to be his medium, so it's actual art. Just happens to be built from the bricks. Yeah. Um, is he building like unique art, or is he building recreations of known art? So he using does Lego. So he does some stuff where he's like recreating portraits, but he does originals. He does a lot of sculpture okay. type stuff. Um, it's cool, but in all honesty. Did it feel any different than seeing just something like a Lego store? I mean, it's... It just wasn't... It just wasn't... There were some pieces that were really, really, really cool. But for the majority of it, I just wasn't into it. What was the really, really cool part of those pieces? Was it the like the complexity of the build or was it just... It just looked cool. Okay. Right. I mean, it's just a really neat looking piece of art. How big of a... Some of them are pretty big. He had a, a like an 80,000 piece dinosaur. I think it's 80,000 Oh, shit. Pieces. Like some of those are huge. Now, is this... Is this just a small, smaller gallery experience? Or is this like you're walking through the museum and it's just throughout the entire... No, it's a special exhibit that you have to to get entrance to. Entrance to? It's so they separate. charge a separate... Yeah, yeah. But it was... I mean, it's definitely... It's big. There's a lot of stuff there. There was... the What I thought was the coolest was he does these... He did a collaboration with a photographer and I can't think of who it is. But basically, like, these hyper-realistic lego pieces that are in the photograph so as an example there's one that is the a storefront uh-huh. and there's a woman holding a dog the dog is made out of lego like on a leash right and then in the store the the mannequin is made out of lego but everything else is real there's oh, one that's like a train station the train tracks are lego so it's kind of blurring yeah there's one where it's a guy standing by a pool and the flip-flops next to him and the um, towel on the wall are lego so is this one of those things where it's actually marketed as a lego artist or is he like a generic building block no it's a lego well i mean like i'm wondering from like a trademark standpoint if lego's like yeah you can do that you can use our name i and, don't know you know whatever yeah, i don't know but I, it, it you know look it it was not like if you're going to you think oh i'm gonna go look at a bunch of really cool like what you consider in your head to be lego yeah. models it's That's not, not that this is oh i want to go see art did they have legos for sale in the museum gift shop that a lot of, they had a couple lego sets but a lot of generic yeah which i thought was interesting what i think would have been kind of cool is if they 
had build your own art kits based on his art. So say he had like or a, like mini ones or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you were talking about like you know the dog in the, in that picture. Like right. if you could build your own mini dog or whatever. Yeah, maybe that's a if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> that's a money making opportunity. Yeah. Um, but okay. So back to the endeavor, the endeavor was freaking awesome. So when it's you went huge. up there, was the first thing you did that, that Lego art exhibit? No, we, uh, just wandered around that. So there's this whole space section right. of like, I've never been. Yeah. So they have, uh, an Apollo capsule and they have, uh, like replicas of lunar landers and the Mars rovers, things like that. So, so a bunch of that. So you go to the California science center. Is there, because of the remaining COVID restrictions, do you have to have an appointment? Do you have to yeah, buy yeah, it? Yeah. It's, uh, you have a reservation. So you had a reservation for 10 a.m. kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but what I thought was kind of interesting, so that the California Science Center and only looked at part of it. They have like a um, touch tanks and they have like different tide like tide, tide pool and oh, desert right. area. They have animals and stuff. So we, we looked at some of that, but for the most part, I, the endeavor was, dude. So the, the, it's freaking rad. The way it's set up, it's actually lifted pretty high off the ground. Yeah, I know you can you walk, walk under, under it. it. Yeah. And so you can see all the tiles. But I did not realize, honestly, how big the thing is. I mean, I don't know. It is massive. Would you say it's similar to, well, it'd have to be the size of like a passenger airplane, like a 737. Because oh, yeah. obviously it fits on the back of a 747. But Right. But it, I don't know, man. I, it, it just. The scale just kind of blew you away? Yeah, I was. Now, is it indoor? It is indoor and they're actually building. So they're building a new pavilion for it. Um, and it'll be the only, they're, they're basically going to stand it up like it's about to launch and it'll be the only place in the world. You can see a complete shuttle with all the boosters. Oh crap. They're going to do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought it'd be interesting just to be able to see some of the inner portions of the space shuttle. Right. So they had like a, like a, like a catwalk or an elevated deck where you can see into the cargo area or, any of that, and I don't know why, because I don't think any of the space shuttles show any of that off. No, I don't know why they don't. Um, I mean, they obviously they don't let you inside of it. Well, anything. clearly, yeah, because yeah. they don't want people like touching it. And stuff, right. But, but but simply being able to see, because I mean, yeah, like you said, the the sense of scale from outside would surprise you. Right. But I'm wondering if the inverse would be true, and you look at it and you realize how small the interior portion is, or you know how small the cargo area actually right. is well the cargo area actually looks pretty huge too yeah um, and then they have like a but how do you see it if you're walking on it from underneath i mean just guessing okay but like the well and there's like models and drawings but the the they have a um i don't know i can't remember what it was called but it's basically like a a lab right that fit in the cargo bay oh yeah, yeah, yeah and so yeah. you can see that. part of that so that was kind of cool they had that sitting out so you could i mean that gives you a bit of a sense of scale yeah um but man the thing is just freaking massive and it's just so impressive to see that's one of the things that's just that, so cool that's like a bucket listing for me like i've i've been out to the the johnson space center in houston yeah so going through it and seeing like the the saturn rockets and seeing you know some of the the capsules and all that stuff and seeing actual um flight suits and and astronaut um uniforms right. and, and all that stuff for spacewalks right. and for launches that was phenomenal but of course it's missing a space shuttle so being able to actually see that i think would be really cool dude it's it, yeah it is it's pretty red well even like i've been to cape canaveral okay and i've seen a shuttle ready for launch i've never seen a shuttle launch but like you know they had one yeah, out yeah. there um i believe there was one at the time anyways it's so far away you can't tell Right, and then you don't you get see, the sense of scale. Right, you see the boosters, and they they're bigger than or taller, so they make it look smaller. And so yeah, actually getting up close to it was 
was so cool, dude. And just to walk underneath it. And they've so how got much time it. did you spend in like, was that most of your time spent at the, at the, at the science center in that particular exhibit or were you just, uh, no, nah, it's probably that in the Lego. Okay. Yeah. And then we watched an IMAX movie, which meh. What was the movie about? The ocean. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. IMAX. Well, it was IMAX 3D and it's like they, it was annoying because you have to have a mask on. So you're, yeah, 3D and glasses are fogging, uh, fogging up, up. and yeah. then you know they IMAX. Like, look, I don't need the fish in my lap. Back it up a little bit. <laughs> They're invading your personal space. <laughs> yeah, well then you can't like you, you don't know what to look at. Everything's too close. I've never been a big IMAX fan. I've only seen a handful of movies in IMAX, and I don't even remember what they were. I've I, never seen a real movie in IMAX. I've seen a real movie in IMAX, and I oh, want to say it was true. Batman. It was one of the um. Christopher Nolan Batman movies. I saw a Star Wars movie. Oh, did you really? Yeah. And was the lightsaber in your lap? No, because it wasn't 3D. Oh, okay. It was Which, just the curved screen. Potentially screen. unpopular opinion. I have a lot of these. I don't care for 3D movies. I think they're stupid. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. Like that, that whole, like a couple years back when the, the flat TV craze had kind of weaned off a little bit and like, oh, let's do curved TVs and that didn't go anywhere. And they're like, let's do 3D TVs. And it's like, my TV no. does 3D, but I'm not interested. Well, what's the point? I mean, actually, I actually have to wear does. glasses to, to to observe it. And then it's like when you have people over, you only get like something like two glasses for the TV. So you need to buy multiple pairs and they have. My, this one doesn't. My old TV did 3D. Wow. Oh. And it, it was the glasses were powered, which means they never worked. Right. Because they, they, they had to be synchronized. I think the shutter on the glasses. To well, there were two the types. There was one that were powered and the ones that were passive. Yeah, they were passive and yeah. then active. But at any rate, it's stupid. And another unpopular, no, but this is actually probably just an opinion uh, that everyone <laughs> should agree with. But so, dude, on the way back, just to digress in our conversation slightly, but the that way back, I ended up from Ojai home just kind of booking it oh, for the most part. Rewinding it a couple uh, days. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so that, dude, on the 405, there was, this is a Thursday afternoon, I would say traffic is worse than before COVID. It was horrendous how much traffic there was. Yeah, I saw somebody had posted on on Instagram like a screenshot of of, of like the roadways, like the highway traffic maps. Yeah, and it was just all red. And oh, you were yeah. like, it's a weekday, middle of the day. Like it was two o'clock on a Friday, I think. It was crazy. And then so this is where the unpopular opinion part comes in. But if you are a moving truck, a bus, a, any other type of box truck, any large vehicle. Get out of the carpool lane. Oh, yeah. That you is don't belong there. Yeah. Especially, At all. Yeah. The, the bus thing, it, I sort of understand the justification because nope. there's like 60 people on the bus. Don't but care. they can barely hit 65. Yeah. And usually the carpool lane is like you're doing 85. Right. If you're doing anything. So, yeah, yeah that makes sense. This trip, though, I mean, the carpool lane was dead stopped. Luckily, on a motorcycle, it doesn't matter as much. But, dude, people are, oh, my God, so many people solo in the carpool lane. Don't get that. And there are a lot of people that are just cutting double yellow like it's oh, yeah, yeah, style. Yeah. And to the point where, dude, it makes, normally I'm a pretty, I probably am a a dumb rider in some ways. And I, you know, I split lanes, whatever. But, yeah. dude, you got to be so careful. But that's legal in California, oh, but you yeah, said to be well more prepared. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. It's it's definitely tiring. So for, for your last week's adventure was kind of like coincided with Grayson's first week of summer. So while you were out exploring on, on your bike Grayson yeah. was uh was learning i guess i don't even know if learning was the right word he was experiencing uh skateboard camp so there's a there's an etney's skate park he basically was just hanging out at the skate park 
That's basically what it was. I mean, when you look at the the itinerary and the way it's promoted, like online and, and through the city and everything like that, it's there's instructors and there's a schedule and there's an agenda. And right. None of that really seemed to have happened, at least <laughs> in talking to my son. Now he's not the greatest at providing Detail. accurate details right. on what actually happened, but he went with one of our neighbors, and so being between asking uh, the neighbor kid and, and Grayson. I was able to kind of get a sense of the story, but like the first day they're supposed to be evaluated for their, their skateboarding ability. Uh-huh. And then they were supposed to be kind of then coached and instructed, and then they were going to do different things. And so Grayson's big goal for this week of skate camp was to be able to drop in. Can he do like ollies and kickflips and stuff? He's not much of a street skater. He doesn't really care for any of that stuff. Mm. He more just wants to ride transitions, ride the bowl, right. and kind of go up and down and and do all that stuff. He he's worked on alling. He can get the board off the ground. Yeah, but like the whole kickflip thing or anything like that, not so much. Huh. But I mean, he's he's eleven and yeah. he's still pretty new to the whole skateboarding sure. thing. So f- for his level, this was fine. I mean, he's coming out of extreme scootering. Yes, you only still doing that. Right. But uh, so the the whole idea with the skate camp is like, oh, sweet, they have instructors and they'll show him or be able to help him right. learn how to drop in. Right. And so every day, the, the the did you do it? Were you able to do it? No, I thought you know because they said you know if you have uh, something you want to learn, ask the instructors yeah. and, and they'll help you. It didn't work so much, and I I don't know if it's particular to that skate camp or that facility or if it's just in general because typically skateboarding is kind of seen as a, a counterculture rebellious kind of thing so asking a bunch of teenagers to help other kids learn how to skate maybe isn't the i feel like though if, i mean i think the other thing is, is like, thing, that's what they're supposed to do though. yeah but i i think the other challenge is it's sometimes it's it's hard to teach if you can't articulate it properly yeah right so these guys may know how to do kick flips and grinds and and ride the bowl and drop it and do all these other things but they may not be able to articulate it or break it down simply enough for a young kid yeah. to understand it so, so i don't who, know if there was like a communication barrier is this is it at etnies it's at etnies skate park and is, the, but is that where their is that their offices or something their headquarters are right across the street oh God. so it's it's right next to it so that's yeah. why but etnies is owned by a company called soul so soul technology is right there and, oh. and etnies is a it's Etnies, it's ES, and I think it's a couple other brands. Um, yes, all under it's another shoe brand. Oh, um, oh, 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 yeah, I know who they are. They yeah. can, they were a spinoff. Yeah, 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 okay. So they're all part of it. So that, that's why the skate park is named uh, Etnies Skate Park and all that yeah. stuff. So in the in the camp size was awesome. It was something like maybe twenty kids, if that, and there yeah. was something like five instructors. So they were all available and broken up into small groups. And so Grayson got, you know, a good four hours of writing every day. Mm. So he was able to kind of work on on writing around. But the big thing that he wanted to do, being able to drop into a, a quarter pipe or into a bowl, yeah. he wasn't really able to accomplish. But Well, maybe he'll do it at Woodward. That's the thing. So he still has the, the Woodward camp. And we actually booked him a second week at Etney Skate Park later in the summer. Oh, cool. So... I figure between now and, and that second week of, of skate camp, I'll just be taking him to different skate parks and just kind of working with him because we've gone to local skate parks and I've manually helped him drop in, meaning yeah. I'm standing on the flat ground right. holding his hands as he leans into the ramp to kind of drop in. Yeah. And so he's had about a 30% success rate. Yeah. And I think the challenge is getting your weight over the front of the board so that the board doesn't slide out from underneath you and you end up on your ass. Sure. 
So it's that it's can, that sense of balance that's kind of. Can you do of, it? Oh hell no! And no. I wouldn't even attempt. That would be awesome. Like if it was BMX. Yeah. Sure. I'll go on a jump. I'll I'll drop in. I can do anything on a bike for whatever reason. I'm way more comfortable with that. Yeah. On a skateboard, I'll do flatland stuff. Not a problem. Like I'll go down the street. Yeah. You know, go around the neighborhood. Totally fine with that. But on a slick, polished concrete ramp, uh, uh-uh. uh, not about no, to not try that. It. Yeah. Falling when you're forty something is not quite the same. Oh, I know. Yeah. So it's it's not one of those things that I I'm willing to do. But yeah. Um, so yeah, so that that'll probably be the the summer plan. But now Grayson's looking at upgrading his his skateboard. He uh, he's cracked uh, a few of the plies on his skateboard deck. Oh, okay. Uh, so he needs a new board. But the the board that he we bought him like maybe two years ago. Or so is a um, it's a Santa Cruz brand complete board. So it came with the wheels, the trucks, Truck, the bearing, yeah. everything. And it was it's like a, to build one, man. Right, that's the thing. Yeah. So it was a, a uh, about a hundred and ten dollars setup. Yeah, and so decks alone are like sixty bucks. And so now I, I've reached out to some of my my friends that are skaters and said, "Hey, any recommendations on trucks, on wheels, on bearings?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, get this brand, get yeah, this get brand." Venture Featherlight trucks. That's what I used to ride. Oh, uh-huh. see, I was looking at the independent trucks. Yeah, and these are good. Right. So the the goal is now is to get him some newer hardware. Yeah. And one of the things I didn't realize was. There's a bunch of different board sizes. Now, like I've yeah, skated. Yeah, that wasn't a thing. See, I don't know if it was or wasn't when I was no. a kid, but there's different lengths, which isn't quite as big of a deal, but it's the width. So the skateboard that he has now is about seven and a quarter inches wide. Uh-huh. And the wider the board, the the better it is for skate parks, but the narrower the board, the better it is for street skating. So street skating is where you're doing the kickflips right, and right. you're doing the, the grinds and the rails and all that stuff. So the narrow board's better for that because the board rotates easier when you flip it. Well, I mean, maybe there were, but I... I never saw it marketed. I never saw it explained. Well, I know that there's different shapes for sure. Yeah. Like con, the amount of concaveness. Yes. Yeah. How yeah. deep and how shallow that is. Right. But I used to go to Hot Skates that was down the street from here okay. for freaking ever. And it was a tragedy when that place went away, but... They sold blanks. We just bought blanks, so they were cheap. Yeah. So there's a, a, a skate shop not too far from us. So we're going to go check them out. But they're, for whatever reason, they're closed on the weekends. Like, I don't know how a skate shop That's remains weird. open Monday through yeah. Friday, 9 to 5. But anyways, we're going to cruise by tomorrow and uh, and take a look and see if, if they can offer some sort of fitment advice. Because we know that a wider board is better. Yeah. But Grayson's just 11. So a wider board for an adult is different than a wider right. board for a kid because it's all based on the, their shoe size and right. all that other stuff. So having somebody that actually knows what they're talking about, yeah, that's the plan is to go visit them and, and get some advice on it. But the combination of all these different wheels, bearings, trucks. Oh, dude, it's crazy. It is totally crazy. But that was the same thing back when, when I was skating. Yeah. But see, when I skated, I just bought a complete board. I never oh, customized I never it until like... The wheels wore out, and then I bought new wheels. Right. You know, it was that kind of thing. So the whole idea of starting off with like a clean slate and trying to pick what I want and what I don't—it's like I don't know where I'm going. So it, this is—it's fascinating to me, just because I had no idea how much complexity there is with all the possible combinations. Well, you can even change like the bearings in the—or I mean, sorry, the bushings in the trucks to get like oh, stiffer yeah. bushings. There's all kinds of stuff yeah. that you can do. And but I don't know what the benefits are. I mean, obviously, I know with with loosening the trucks, you can kind of change how much the board kind of leans right. and that affects your turning but from an actual rider perspective i don't know what 
an 11 year old needs or right? what they want. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, well, I have friends that will they're like, you stand on their board and it's like, you're going to fall over. Yeah. They're so loose, but I like a really, like I like more stability. Right. Well, and I'm so. a bigger dude, so I, I need the stability just sure. otherwise my weight would just cause the board just to kind of seesaw back right. and forth. So it's just this, it's just kind of fascinating where I didn't realize how much there was in there. Like with mountain bikes and with, with cyclery, I'm very familiar with all that stuff and all the parts and all the, yeah. and all that. But this the the world of skateboarding just kind of like it was with scootering. When I looked into these pro skate scooters, still, still cracks me up. I know, but now I've learned what you know what the differences are and what some of the key features are. Right. But what I'm trying to figure out is, you know, Grayson saying, "Oh, when I do this or when I try to do this, I can't." Is that because of his ability, or is that because of the board, or is it a little bit of both? Probably both. Right. So this is where it's going to get interesting, but. He's in the market for new boards, so we're, we're, we've got some recommendations. And yeah. We'll swing by the, the skate shop later in the week to to check it out. Yeah, those blanks we used to buy were, honestly, like it, it wasn't even just that they were cheaper. It was that they just happened to be the perfect shape. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, yeah, like I said, like a, a basic, like a, a branded, so uh, like a Baker skateboard or a Santa, Cruz, a Santa Cruz deck. Yeah. 60 bucks is typically what the decks go for. Which seems... You can find like, like a, a, a generic like store brand deck for maybe forty bucks. Yeah. You can make your own. Yes, that would be interesting. Yeah, I don't know if I would go that far. I mean, yeah. we've we've been out. We've seen kids with like literally like a two by four, you know, screwed to some trucks, and they're Seriously? just using. Oh yeah, oh that's weird. Not at the skate park, but just out and about. Oh yeah. So th- we know that there's that whole realm, but it'll be interesting to kind of see what he ends up with, and if it's it to him, if it's any noticeably different than the current board that he has now. Then you can do like different stuff with your grip tape. Yeah. I see grip tape for me was always black. There's a whole thing of printed grip tape designs. Well, even like, even with the black tape, like we would always, well, cut sometimes or something like a strip or just to indicate the back of the board or, you yeah. know, the different stuff like well, that. Well, the board that he's getting is a, is a popsicle shape. So there it's symmetrical front and back, but there are some where it's well, like, yeah, I mean, even that, like there was always, I guess maybe just a perceived front. Oh. Like they were symmetrical, but, this would go this way. All right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know maybe, either. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. Damn. So with, with Grayson's first week of summer underway, now we're just trying to figure out what kind of other things and other adventures we want to do to keep him occupied. Cause he's not doing the typical summer camp program he would do otherwise because of COVID and right. the travel restrictions. But coming this week, June 15th, actually by the time this episode airs, California technically will be, Open for business, I think they're calling it. So the other thing that's weird, let's talk about that. Um, The other thing I learned on my little adventure was that uh, it's still very much county and city based of what you can and can't do. So as an example, I uh, stopped for lunch on Thursday. Right. And the restrooms were closed. Apparently in Ventura County. Okay. Um, And even in Ohio, because that's Ventura County. Uh, No restrooms at a restaurant. You can't eat inside. Like you can't be in there. It was super weird. Interesting. But everywhere else, like Santa Barbara, Monterey, seemed fine. But Santa Barbara is part of Ventura County, isn't it? No, it's, I think it's a little. Different. Or not Santa Barbara, sorry, San Luis Obispo. Okay, San Luis Obispo. Yeah, because I mean, it seems kind of strange because you would think about it from like a the high level. It's not like Ventura County was a high outbreak area. Like when we were looking at all those different yeah. county zones and the color codes yeah. that they were doing, I don't think it was crazy in that I, area. I don't know. Any more so than it was in like an L.A. County or but Orange was, County. But. It was kind of annoying because it's like I, I was at the gas station uh, in Ojai and I, dude, I was going to pee my pants. I was like, man, can I use the bathroom? He's like, nope. 
Really? Yeah. So I had to go. He's like, but if you go to the grocery store across the street, you can use theirs. So that's weird. But why why was it okay? You know, if it's it's a county thing, why is it okay for a a grocery store to be open, but not a gas station? No clue. It was weird. That is strange. But you could go inside the gas station into the (laughs) mini mart. Right. But you just couldn't use a restroom. So what... What the frick is the difference? Yeah, what's what's that in, in Where's that invisible line? I was just about to say the exact same thing. What's the invisible line that makes the bathroom dangerous? I Maybe because they'd have to like... The touch points? Clean it every time? They, yeah, or? between people and maybe because it's a confined space. But the, the supermarket bathroom is not going to be any dramatically it's different. It's the same. Yeah. And the supermarket bathroom was one of the... It's not like it's an individual... It was a, you know, there's like two urinals. And maybe that's, maybe that's what the difference is. Because I know a lot of like the fast food restaurants, the bathroom is, oh, no, not always. It's, I was going to say, it's just a single toilet, sink, urinal, just like, and sometimes you just lock the door behind you. Meanwhile, middle of nowhere, wherever the hell I was on day one. Yeah. Ended up in a Del Taco. Eat inside. No big deal. The tables weren't even like. Blocked off or. mm -mm, Nobody cared. Yeah. the, The one thing that I have seen people doing and because this opening up deadline or whatever is is coming up a lot of people have tried to take advantage of the forced crowd restrictions by going to theme parks or going to baseball games right even though it's at a premium of sorts either because of the complexity and scheduling or because of the ticket prices but simply putting up with it for the fact that they don't have to deal with the crowds yeah in retrospect i probably should have gone to disneyland so we we thought we were looking at doing Knott's Berry Farm, and it's cheap, right? Knott's it was fifty five bucks, hundred hundred dollars for a pass, hundred one dollars for a year pass. Yeah, with no blackouts. So Knott's Berry Farm, you could have got into the park for fifty five bucks, but the problem was is you had to buy the ticket, of course, and then you had to make a reservation for the time slot. Right. But you were buying the ticket for the day, so you could pick a, a Sunday ticket. But you wouldn't know what time your time slot was until you bought the ticket, and then you looked. It's the same thing with Disney. You have to buy the ticket first, and I think that's BS. Yeah. Why would, can't you pick the time and, and the, the ticket date, at the same time? And it would tell you if there's anything available. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's dumb. Um, but so like we were thinking, oh, Knott's was cool, but would would be cool because in our... Well, you for, could eat at Mrs. Knott's. You could do that. But I, I, I think... You that, would have to. <laughs> it's part of their prerequisite. Dude, it's, have you never been there? Oh, no, I've eaten Oh, Mrs. my God, Knott's. it's so yeah. good. But the, the thing that I found interesting was I had friends that went to Knott's Berry Farm and they actually said it was worse than Disneyland because of the differences in how they manage the uh, lines yeah, yeah, and the attractions and the right. spacing. So with Disneyland, Disneyland does a much better job of making lines seem a lot shorter than they actually are because of the way that the lines are positioned, they're routed or they're right. indoors or whatever. But Knott's doesn't have that ability. So I had a friend that had been to both parks and they said Knott's was actually way worse because even though the park was at 25% occupancy or yeah. less, the lines were still like hour plus. Right. I have heard too that um, people are still having, even though Disneyland's doing a better job, apparently people are still having issues getting on like Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. I, well, that and the the new, what's that new Marvel? Uh, uh, Avengers Campus. Avengers Campus yeah. thing. Yeah. Dude. I, um, real quick though, did, did we talked about why Knott's Berry Farm exists? Do you I know about this? Yeah, yeah. It started off as literally a boysenberry well, a, farm. And so then, Mrs. Knott's restaurant, she was making fried chicken. But it started off with the boysenberries. Then yeah, she yeah. started making so the chicken. So she started making fried chicken. And the rest, the line and the wait for the restaurant was so long that her husband. Walter Knott started, started building attractions. Started building attractions. Yeah, and then that became Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah. So it really came from jam 
Chicken. And chicken. Yes. Which is why it is a prerequisite to eat at Mrs. Knott's. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I just should be. Yeah, I've I've probably eaten at Mrs. Knott's maybe like five times in my mm-hmm. lifetime. Like not all that often, but I've I've had it enough times. It's Definitely amazing. don't eat at the Rock and Brews down the street. All right, Gene because their fried chicken is not as good. Well, no, you know that that's like Gene Simmons chain of yeah, places. But it, Dude, that's terrible. Well, yeah, but it's like it's like uh, it's the not hard, good food. Hard Rock Cafe. It's the same idea. It's just like some sort of it's lame affiliation with yeah. some rock. They have a decent beer list, but their food sucks. And they opened one over here in Tustin. Uh, Did they really? Yeah, there's one in Tustin on Irvine. Okay. Or Irvine and Newport, right over there. And, uh, dude, it is some of the worst restaurant service I've ever had in my life. Huh. Yeah. So I do not endorse. We here, we, it, me, I, Ryan, do not endorse Rock and Brew. And because I'm sitting across from Ryan, I'll vouch for that because <laughs> I've never to. been. Yeah, you don't, I mean, you, you, you don't have to share there's, my opinion. There's nothing about the restaurant, even just listening to the name, that sounds, oh, wow, I want to go check it out. It's just... I mean, the beer list is pretty decent. So right. if you want... That, like, that would be the, the thing, right? Just go but, drink. Yeah. yeah, but their food's just okay, and the service sucks. It's Well, it's like Hooters. You know, it's like you don't go really for the food, and they go, oh, the chicken wings or whatever. Like, yeah, it's not really why you go. Wing nuts. That's where I go for chicken wings. Oh, all right. They're in Costa Mesa. Good to know. Yeah. You're going to get the little Ryan stamp of approval? We should have little stickers that <laughs> right. say ungrown up approved. And, and leave them at, at restaurants? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty fun. Just, but sticker them up without telling them. Just stick it in the window. Like Wahoo style. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little... Do they still do that? Let you put yeah. stickers yeah. on stuff, do they? Well, I don't know, in the pandemic era, but yeah, pretty sure. Oh. I'm pretty sure you can st- still sticker. There's up. one... Um, man, I was in one Wahoo's where they, they didn't, because they had signs very clearly saying no stickers, and that might have been just because the property owner, maybe. Maybe. Well, I think it's, yeah, because sometimes people will stick out the outside of the building and they're like, yeah, let's just keep it on the inside. Well, even on the inside, the, no stickers on the windows. And then the, the one in Tustin, I think you can only do it up to a certain level. <laughs> like no yeah, stickers above this. Yeah, there's somebody that's going to be on a, on a chair or a sure. table trying to get up there and, and hurt themselves. So now that, know. you know, things are opening up again, though, it'll be interesting. It's like, okay, I, I haven't been to a baseball game in probably close to two years now. I, you know so what, it'd be nice to go to a baseball game, but so then, how does that magical date work? It's just, like just apparently all it's a free for all. Yeah, here so, we go. No, but I, what I mean is, why that day? Why the fifteenth? So, I guess because it's the fifteenth, it's mid month. But the but other where's reason, the science? The science was in in delaying because other states had lifted their restrictions. California yeah. decided to wait basically an additional month to get more people vaccinated by the 15th and that's when they introduced the lottery the covid vaccine lottery sure. thing did you win i have not won yet okay but uh i'm vaccinated so yeah. i'm already a winner and uh All right. <laughs> maybe yeah and so i i think you know trying to get that extra month of, of getting people out there just to make sure because right now 72% of the adult population in the state of california has received at least one vaccination so that is an improvement over what it was a month ago. So, I mean, sure. I understand the logic there. But you're right. The 15th is sort of an arbitrary date to open everything up. Yeah, it's just a weird. And But what will be interesting to see is, okay, at this point, that means the state themselves doesn't have any any sort of requirements or regulations. But that still doesn't mean that your employer or, or your city. retailer or yeah. your city may not have some sort of uh, social distancing requirements or some sort of you know, requests or whatever. So that'll be interesting to see what changes. Yeah. So, so like if you end up doing this, you know, another NorCal road trip next month, 
is it going to seem dramatically different? Are you going to be able to piss in a gas station or not? Right. So that'll be that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I, I don't know, dude. I <laughs> This is going to sound weird, I guess. But yeah. part of me sort of wishes it never went back to normal because people are terrible. Yeah, and... and Does that make sense? I don't, I'm not saying I want to live in a cave the rest of my life. Well, it, it's it, the the lack of any sort of empathy by certain people within the population is kind of interesting. Where it's well, also just the like, lack of just awareness of surroundings. Like yesterday, dude, people just don't. I mean, you heard this museum, I get that, but they yeah. just don't give two shit. They walk right in front of you. They, dude, this person was like basically standing on me. Huh? Like people just don't care. Do you? Th- people are gross. Do you think they were a tourist? Because I know in certain cultures, there's no, different social norms. Dumb white person from L.A. Okay. And then that's, and then what was the other person like? They're just people. Like, just, <laughs> no, no, just like, no, I'm just saying, like, they just, it was weird. People are weird. And then. My, my, my pet peeve yeah. is people who stop in the middle of the sidewalk. Happens all the time. <laughs> that one, I, I just never understand. It's like, do you realize there are people trying to walk? Or like people that are, if you're walking, uh, let's say, yeah, you're going to pass somebody, right? They're yeah. coming at you and they just, they take up either the whole sidewalk or they walk right in front of you. Like, what is going through your mind yeah. that you think that that's the right path? The, the other challenge I have, and I've experienced it lately since I've been spending so much goddamn time at these home improvement stores. That's your jam, dude. That's my jam. When you're walking down the aisle and you've got your cart, you've got somebody just like staring at something with the cart. And so they're blocking a good five, six feet. Right. And you can't look at something on the shelf. That's Oh, yeah. And then they get annoyed that you ask them to move sometimes. Yeah. Or, or they're just completely oblivious. Right. The, the other, the other, this is turning into the ungrown ups, ungrumpy or the grumpy, the ungrown ups. <laughs> the, uh, when you're, well, and it's been a while since this has been a thing, but yeah. when you go to the soda fountain at a restaurant and somebody's getting their drink. Yeah. And they're just completely oblivious that there's a line of people behind them waiting to get their drink as well. Oh, and they take their time with the lid and then the, the straw. straw. The, yeah. Yes, exactly. It's like, just fill it up, grab the lid, grab the straw, move, move out of the way. Yeah, move out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, man. If the I'm terrible. I, the world. I will say, like, if, if somebody's doing like, oh, no, d- take your time. Nobody else is waiting. Uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm that guy now. I, I have told people at the, like in Target, like, oh, no, that is the absolute stupidest place to put your cart. <laughs> I'll move them. I, I don't care anymore. I, I just ram the carts. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I go, oh, sorry. The you know, aisle's not wide enough. Move your cart. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do that. That's I'm a bit more passive. With, I'll, I'll say, yep, let's stop right here. That makes sense. Yeah. Because the thing is, is like, I know that I could unknowingly be doing that too at the same time, right? So if I could be yeah. two so aisles over. Be, well, yeah, I try to be And that's the thing I don't. Aware. And I, I understand it. But it's like, couldn't they just make the carts narrower so sure. you get like no, because you couldn't buy as much, right? And then it's like, well, couldn't you space the aisles out farther? But no, then that means it's a bigger store, stuff, right? right? So it's this fine line, and no matter what, it just sucks because I guess the point is just be aware of your surroundings and be good to your fellow humans. Yes, right? Are we hugging? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> I don't think not until the fifteenth. So not until the fifteenth. Right. There you go. So. Since we are in this in this summer season, I guess of sorts, I saw something in the news that made me laugh out loud, and I thought it like fit an actual laugh out loud. I actually wow. laughed out loud, and I thought it fit the ungrown ups mantra perfectly. And the headline was, 
NBC's ultimate slip and slide halts production amid reports of explosive diarrhea. That is so, so gross. NBC is working on a game show uh, that's supposed to start premiering after the Olympic Summer Games closing ceremony. So August 8th, this game, the, or the Are show. Are the Olympics going right now? No, they don't start till like July. Oh, I was going to say, so I, I didn't hear anything about it. This game is the ultimate slip and slide. And it premieres on Sunday, August Is that 8th. a thing we need? It takes Whammo's iconic backyard water slide game okay. and transforms into a real-life water park full of gigantic slippery rides with a chance to take home a big cash prize. Question. Yes. Um, <clears throat> did it just? Did, did you just say game? Well, like Whammo's iconic game. I didn't realize yeah, when was slip and slide was a game. game. That was just a thing you put down and you played on it. Were you supposed to go for distance? I have no idea. Maybe style. Maybe. Nobody explained to me the rules. But, I did not know it was a game. But forget about the game. Let's talk about the explosive diarrhea. <laughs> we have to. So here's the thing that, that tripped me up. So so wait, you said it was the crew? So 40 oh, members. So the crew, but it, does that include contestants? contestants? I don't I know. Because are they slipping and sliding and diarrheaing at the same time? I don't no. So the thing is, is they said up to 40 crew members fell violently ill, experiencing an outbreak of awful explosive diarrhea, some of them collapsing and being forced to run into porta potties. What? So you're outdoors on some sort of course, yeah. right? I'm, I'm, and I'm thinking this is like the some of those game shows. Um, like American Ninja Warrior. Yes. or, yeah, yeah. or It sounds like that. MXC, the Maximum Extreme Challenge or... Or knockout the, the, what's that golf game top golf no top golf yeah not top golf no 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 the one oh no the, the yeah yeah holy moly yes there you go holy moly holy moly yeah. yeah so i think it's it's like one of those things so basically what happened is a an outbreak of jardina broke out and this is a microscopic parasite jardia jardia there you go yeah jardia g-i-a-r-d-i-a jardia yeah jardia that's a spelling word i'll never need to know <laughs> uh, but now you do but it's a microscopic parasite that when you swallow it causes diarrhea. So this is yeah, the thing that's that, why you don't. But the thing that trips me out is, okay, this is a pandemic, right? Yeah. Everybody's tested. Everybody should be social distancing. Everybody should be washing their hands, all this right. stuff. And yet this still happens. And so they ended up, I guess the show has been filming for a couple of weeks. Okay. They're a week short of finishing the season when this shit oh, so show happens. So then they have to come back and finish it. Yes. Dude. And so the, so weird. And so they did testing. They had a third party environmental lab testing along with the LA County Department of Public Health and Ventura County Public Health. All were checking. They checked the well, the pond, the slide pool, a water truck, restroom sinks, everything tested negative. And then they they did additional testing in the sets surrounding area, and uh -huh. that's where they came back with a positive test. So so it basically was chance. I guess like it maybe offset, but a there set was water adjacent? somewhere that somehow got people it. were touching and it contaminated their area and not their washing area. their hands yeah. and stuff, but exploding diarrhea. That's an awesome band name. <laughs> Is it? Well, I mean, you could be like, let's welcome to the shit show. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. we, that would be your first album. We'd catch you by surprise. Oh, like, I mean, there's, I mean, there's, I don't like it. Well, nobody likes exploding diarrhea. No, absolutely not. And I, I think the thing that makes it so much more profound is exploding. Like yeah. it's, it's not Can bad you imagine being the, the person that had to write that article? And it wasn't just one article. This was in People. This was in Entertainment Weekly. I saw this on Yahoo. 
Yeah. Like, you know I mean, like, imagine the people that have to have to write those words, and that's your job. Well, you know, the crazy thing is, is also, you know, there's got to be a medical code for explosive diarrhea. So when you go to the doctor and they do the billing, the coding, yeah, yeah, you know, there's some sort of alpha, the digits. You know, it's like an eight well, maybe, twelve dot forty two or whatever. Maybe it's diarrhea, but then there's a modifier. Maybe for explosives. But so now I kind of want to watch the show. <laughs> Because I can't, I don't understand what the challenge would be. Because, like you said, I'm like we, we it must played, be like an American Ninja Warrior. We didn't play Slip and Slide. We just did it. We played on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. yeah, the idea that there's some sort of some sort of rules involved. But now to be like, all right, oh, that guy definitely had the shits, <laughs> you know, or or whatever it you is. Think that it would be funny if they pointed them all out. <laughs> this guy was sick last week. Or, um, or, but I mean, like to your point, like if it was a contestant, do they go, oh no, and they just like cut that entire scene, like. Yeah, I don't know. The slip and slide. I mean, I, I I can't picture it being the actual kid's toy. Like an actual No, I'm sure they're giant. Ramp. Like they made big ones. Like a water park. I'm yeah, thinking yeah. like plastic slides, like actual water park slides versus oh, a, a vinyl sheet on, it, it on better a grassy be a slope. It's got to be a vinyl sheet. Also, uh, this whole thing brings up why I find water parks to be incredibly creepy. Oh, yeah. you're You're swimming in other people's water. It's like, yeah, yeah it's... Piss and poop and all the other gross stuff. Uh-huh. And just people. Well, yeah, there's that too. Ugh. But explosive diarrhea. <laughs> Is that a pun? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's man. just... I, 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 well, so, <laughs> weird transition. Uh, <laughs> cruise Speaking ships. of poop. Yeah, cruise, <laughs> cruise ships. ships. Uh, I started watching... And I don't know what it's called, but we started watching this thing. I was at my, my mother's uh, last night, and we started watching a show about the cruise ship, the Princess Cruise Lines that all these like 400 something people got caught. With and, COVID. Yeah, yeah. I got stuck, and they were in port in Japan. Yeah. For this, the first, these were the, the people beginning. that weren't allowed to return to the U.S. Right. And so they were forced to then stay off in the, in I think, Tokyo in the, in the bay. They were... Yokohama or something. Yeah, somewhere like that. they had to stay in the water on the boat. Yep. And then And then like everybody just started getting coronavirus. Everybody. Yeah. So this is a single show? Is this a series? Is this a I think it was just a documentary. Yeah. Any surprises? It just looked miserable, man. I mean, like it was it was weird. It didn't feel like they were treated very well by Princess. Well, I think it was just nobody wanted them, right? So I mean the, yeah, the, I mean, just the US of, just said, Nope, you're not right. coming home. Well and then they were flying people home. Uh, eventually, they end up flying these these folks home. But they had a quarantine when they, they landed. Did. What was weird is they told them, "Oh no, it's it's way safer to get on the plane to come home." Like blah blah blah. And then they the passengers were like, "Well, wait a minute. There's sheets of plastic and sick people on the plane with us." Yeah. Like, no. that was a safer, right? Yeah. So it was just a. It just seemed like a, a situation that was handled poorly all around. Good times. Yeah. Did you watch the entire thing, or did you? Just- nah. <laughs> it was interesting, but not interesting enough well, to finish. Well, no, because eventually, like, my sister came over, and like, so we were all just kind of hanging out talking. And I started watching a, a new show on Amazon Prime last night uh, called Clarkson's Farm. So this Yeah, is, I, I didn't realize that it had started, and I want to watch that. So this is Jeremy Clarkson from uh, Amazon's Grand Tour and formerly of the BBC's yeah. uh, Top Gear. Right. So he owns 450 acres or something. Or is it? Is an acre the same in the UK as it is here? Oh, kind of like the a gallon is, is like different, like an imperial gallon. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Good uh, question. I mean, not that it really matters. No, but anyway, so he's got a. a I just huge, want accuracy, damn it. He's got a huge piece of property that uh, has been farmed for a while, 
uh, that he's hired a guy to farm it for him, but that guy is retiring. So, so then he's got to learn how to farm. He decides oh, he Jesus. wants to learn how to do it. And so I only watched the first episode. So there's eight episodes in this entire Are Hammond season. and May in it? Not yet. Okay. But I've only watched the first episode. So they might make cameos. But right. the, the basic gist of it is it Is it marketed under Grand Tour? The, the social media is marketing it. But it's it's not branded Grand Tour. That's what I mean, yeah. Uh, when you watch the episodes. So it starts off and it kind of... He covers the, the history of the property and its yeah. location and why he's getting into this. And one of the first things he does is he goes to a local tractor dealer. And this guy uh, that he visits specializes in restoring and repairing older tractors and says, you know, he's talking to me and he's like, how much horsepower is that one? He's like 21 horsepower. And and Clark's like, what's the most powerful one you have? And it's like 65 horsepower. And that's not enough for Clarkson. Obviously. And of course it cuts. And the next time you see Clarkson on camera, he's driving a Lamborghini R8 tractor. (laughs) <laughs> that cost 40,000 pounds. Yeah. And everybody that sees it's like, that's too big. Like, which to me seems crazy because he's got 450 acres. Yeah. Which seems like a lot of property. It does. So why wouldn't you want a big tractor? I don't know. But then you realize that the problem is, is the turning radius is huge. Yeah. It doesn't fit into his, his shed, his barn. Right. So he can't pull the tractor in. And then because it's a german slash italian tractor it doesn't have the proper mounts to made oh, up for all with of british yeah farming equipment it's interesting that lamborghini still makes tractors because that's how they started well i'm fascinated by the fact that it's a lamborghini r8 audi makes the r8 sports car right you know so the but technically the parent company is Volkswagen. so it's, what so part it's a, of it's an r8 that's just the model so oh, it's, oh, it's a I lamborghini r8 270 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So that's the full the full thing in it. And I know nothing about farming. I mean, I, I've what I do know I've seen from TV and reading it in me. school. I just figured he would have been a natural born farmer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know a little bit old McDonald. Yeah. He had a dog. I accidentally and, walked into the farm in high school. Oh, yeah. You had one on campus? Yeah. Okay. At, well, I went to Costa Mesa for three years and they had a farm at the time. Okay. And they. I somehow got signed up for 4-H. Oh, rad. And I walked in and was like, what the F am I doing here? And I walked back <laughs> in the office. And the 4-H was wasn't like, enough of a thing to get... You didn't have any idea what 4-H was before you walked I in? I did not. Oh, okay. And, then I, and I was just like, why am I here? And I, I left because I so, was supposed to be in a different class. What's, what's interesting to me is like the he ends up hiring his old farmer's assistant. So this younger kid who's like yeah. in his 20s or something, he, he brings him on to kind of show him the ropes and stuff. And so the processes of cultivating all the soil first and then drilling and seeding and all that stuff was kind of fascinating to see. Like, I didn't realize, first of all, how much technology is available in farming. Like, the the machine that he had that was doing what they call the drilling and, and seeding, it's actually kind of like plowing the soil and, and dropping in seeds. Sure. The programming, it's got a full-on touchscreen display and the guy's, like, coding it and you tell the size of the of the 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 farm i guess the the field and you you input all these things that part was just completely surprising i didn't realize how much work was involved with with the whole process i mean farms are you know why wouldn't there be technology right right but i i I think i didn't expect the level of automation that was available oh got it and so that was kind of surprising and then just how much that he had like what the learning curve was for jeremy now granted He's kind of playing the the foil here. I mean, sure. he's 
relying on the experience of these experts, but he doesn't listen to their advice. Well, that's the show. So he screws things that's up. Him. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. is him. So the second episode is he decides to get some sheep. So that one I will watch That'd probably tonight. So that one will be interesting. So I, I, I do want to watch that show. Uh, I, like I said, I didn't realize that it had already come out. Um, for some reason, I was thinking next month. But um, there's a couple other. I will make a show recommendation on Netflix. Okay. Called Sweet Tooth. What's that one about? It is about um, <laughs> a disease breaks out and people start dying. And then these hybrid animal human babies are born. Oh, and, I and saw it's like post-apocalyptic sort of... kind of show. Um, it's actually really good. Um, What's the sweet tooth reference? The kid's nickname is Sweet Tooth. One of the kids oh, okay. he has a sweet tooth, and the guy that he ends up hanging out with, like, they're on a mission to find his mom, basically. Oh, huh. how'd you find that one? Was it just uh, recommended? Somebody else told me about it actually. Yeah, because the only thing I've really watched this week was, other than like a episode of Roadkill on Motor Trend. I've watched the Clarkson's Farm, and the other thing is I watched the first two episodes of the Lego Masters. Yeah, I, I too have watched the first two episodes of Lego Masters, and I still find myself slightly disappointed it's, that they it's didn't not change, more building. Yeah, it didn't yeah. change at all from the first season. The, the first two challenges this season so far were building a parade float yeah, which that had to have some animation. Yeah, yeah, that was some Chinese dragons that yeah. were moving like in a very snake-like Spoiler pattern. Spoiler alert, if, in case you haven't seen it yet. Oh, the winner. Yeah, yeah. We leaked the winner. Yeah, um, right. And the second 100%. episode was kind of weak. It was just they had to... It then was, it makes up that blew up. But it wasn't... So that's the thing. So the, the whole point of the build was kind of like... They, they harken back to action movies where the the character is walking towards the camera and then something behind them right. blows up right. and the character doesn't react. So they're given this maybe three-foot square piece of... It's like a big hero shot. Right. Yeah. They're given this three foot Lego plate. Well, it was and a they weird a mini like fig. A, it was a triangle shape. Yes. Yeah, it was an interesting shape. So they put the minifig at the corner of it and then they could build whatever they wanted behind it. Right. And then it had to blow up. Right. And then the contestants grabbed minifigs out of a helmet. Yep. And the minifigs were the hero. And an element. And so the element that blew up. So colored dust, slime, glitter, glitter, or water. Right. Water was the other one. But the thing was, is like even with those elements, you couldn't necessarily tell what the hell. It was like the dust ones you could see, but I think all of them had dust to a yeah, certain extent. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it, I don't know. It, it was fine. But the thing I, I couldn't figure out is, so you're building this thing and you're, you're building it so it intentionally isn't super strong because you want it to. But you also have to build it so that your part minifig. of it is strong because you want to control the direction. You want to control the direction explosion. of the blast. Right. You want the minifig to not be knocked over. The minifig right. has to stay remaining. Yep. There has to be some sort of destruction. But what didn't make sense was you don't know how they made it blow up and you don't know who does it. Like, do they give the oh, contestants, right. here's the little charge. They must because they talked about, a couple of them talked about, oh, we're putting the thing here. We're putting the thing here. But you never see them put it in. You never no, see what it is. And but I, I think they that's probably intentional. What, because they're afraid people are going to build explosives to blow up their Legos at home? Sure, why not? That's the thing is like, it would have just been nice even if they didn't tell you what was in it. Yeah, yeah. If it was like a little brick or some sort of, square shape that yeah. had a wire running out of it. And it, had, was, it looked like they were probably... You think maybe it was just air? That's what I couldn't tell, if it was compressed air or if there was some sort of like pyrotechnic... Because there was never a flash. No, you're right, there wasn't. Right. But, yeah, so this, so far, the, the builds have been interesting, but yeah. it's the same issues we saw with the last season, the fact that it's, it's more about the drama than it is about anything... And I don't love any of the contestants. 
so far, you're right. They're I, all just like, Meh. Yeah, there's the brother and sister. There's a father and son. There's two moms. There's engineering. There's four moms, aren't there? Aren't there two moms? I two think so, yeah. of two moms? Yeah, I think you're right. And, and then there's like uh, these two scientist guys. Yeah, engineer scientist dudes. Yeah. There's a biker couple. Yeah, but none of them are like interesting people. No, they are. At least, yeah. And I maybe they're great and they just haven't gotten into it yet. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But it's kind of. It's a little hum. There's two, there's like two people that had never really met. Oh, yeah. They were friends like online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they're building the in the competition together. I yeah. guess they met through. Through some sort of yeah, event or something. I don't remember what the story was, yeah, but yeah. it wasn't compelling enough for me to really pay attention. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I find myself watching that show and kind of drifting off and then just looking at the builds when they yes. come back up. Yeah, exactly. The first season, I would watch it intently throughout right. the entire episode. Now it's like it's on and I might be doing something else. I'm, I'm loading the dishwasher or right. just, you know, looking at my phone or whatever. But it's it's just, it's not the sole focus of my attention as the episode's playing. But yeah, And I don't watch it until the next day because I'm watching on Hulu. Right, so. I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I have been binging alone. Uh, don't you always binge alone? <laughs> the show's called Alone. Oh. Uh, oh. But yeah, actually, sadly, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> um, so the... Uh, Another show I just stumbled across on Netflix and started watching. It is a Netflix has, I think it's season eight. So they only have one season. Okay. Um, it is a show about, they take 10 people, drop them into the, in season eight, it happens to be uh, the Northwest territories of, of the Arctic in Canada. Which is where somewhere you've been. I've been. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, not to where they are, but yeah. to I That have general to, region. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to that. Um, what's that called? The uh, province. Okay. So I've been to North of the territories and I have been to the Arctic. In Canada. Anyhow, uh, so the premise of the show is you are by yourself. You get a limit. I think they have 10 items, but like they're given certain items and they're allowed to bring a couple things with them. And then they have to hunt, forage, build shelter, like the whole deal. And the season eight apparently was a different format before it was who could survive the longest. And then you would win a half a million dollars. Right. So as soon as everybody else tapped out, if they would come get you, you would win. In this one, a hundred days. To win a million dollars. But even if you were the last person standing. Like on day 70, you're the last one. You have one. to make it 100 days. Interesting. Yeah. It was crazy. It's pretty crazy. So I started watching that. I watched season eight. It was super interesting. What ch- what channel did that ever air on originally? Because you're saying there's eight seasons. So yeah, I don't it? know. Let's look in. Um, but I, but I, so Hulu has all of it. So I started watching season one. Season one is in uh, is Vancouver Island in, in BC. It aired on the History Channel. Yeah, obviously. It's a reality TV series. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and it's all survival. It's super interesting. But, so I've watched a bunch of Naked and Afraid, which was Discovery Channel, I think? Yeah, I've only seen a couple. And so that's also on Hulu. And so we've watched a bunch of those. And the the Naked and Afraid is a similar concept where it's two people. It's usually a guy and a girl that don't know each other, get dropped off in some remote location. They meet up. And they're naked. Yeah. And they're allowed to bring, I think each person's allowed to bring one or two items. Yeah. And it's something like a flint or a machete. Right, right. Or a bag. Yeah. And so it's a similar concept, but it's it's fascinating because there's several shows on TV that are all around the same concept because you have Survivor. Well, this one, though, is like totally individual i mean these people right right i mean by themselves but the idea is the same it's right. it's it's you versus nature you have limited supplies and you have some sort of time that you must well interestingly like so 
watching season one, um, Vancouver Island. Vancouver Island has the most cougars, apparently, like per area. So cougars are everywhere, black bears. More like, than Orange County? There's a lot of cougars Not that here. kind of cougar. Oh. Uh, so what, what I thought was super interesting was like there was a guy that tapped out on day two. <laughs> Well, because he was like, where where they dropped him? They, yeah, there they, were so many bears. He's like, no, screw this. I'm not here to get eaten by a bear. Well, that's the other thing is I think most of these people don't know necessarily where they're headed to until it's time for them to go. Right. So it's not like you can really prepare and go. Okay, I'm going to Bear County or whatever, and I gotta have. And you gotta be comfortable with that, and, right? You know, I mean, they gave him bear spray, but dude, that's that's not if yeah. That's, if that's you're not ready for it, you're not ready for it. But yeah, so there is, to me, it seems like there's a lot of shows kind of treading the same concept where it's just you versus the elements for X number of days. And if you succeed, you win some sort of prize. Yeah. I mean, I find them fascinating. Where would you want to be dropped off? Like, do you think you could handle one of these, these types of survivor shows? Not for a hundred days. Do you think you could do do like a week? week? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I know the basics of building a shelter and doing a lot of that stuff. I where I don't have as much knowledge would be like, what can I plant wise? What can I eat and what can I not eat? Yeah, right. That would be I know some stuff that I can't eat, um, but I, my knowledge isn't as like some of these people. They're the guy that won season eight. That's literally all he does is he's a Which guide. Is- it's and an he, interesting it, thing. There's, it's I mean, there's, super bizarre. There's a literally there. Uh, there's a whole industry around it. Yes. Yeah. And there's people that like that they they've been prepping and planning and, right. and, and like they look forward to competing on the show. Like this has been a lifelong dream of mine. Right. I've been a fan of the show or whatever. Right. And it's always interesting because from a casting standpoint, you figure the the people that are casting for the show have to be selecting people either that they know are going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. But there's always something sort of broken about these people for whatever reason. Like it, I don't know if broken is the right word. I think they're just, maybe they're just in the wrong, they're born in the wrong time. Maybe? Because maybe. it's like, why? You know, But it, then like what's but trippy too. With the money like, thing I understand because yeah. it's, it's a decent amount of money. But I don't even think Naked and Afraid gave them a ton of money. I don't, I don't know what the prize was on Naked and Afraid. But the, it's interesting that these people just start to realize like, I don't know their their introspection and like what they start talking about and because they're by themselves and they, they they also have to self film which is ridiculous. Yeah, well, see, in with naked and afraid, and the reason I keep bringing that up yeah. is because that's the one I've actually right, seen. Right, sure. um, they have a camera crew during the day, but overnight they're given their own cameras. But so with naked and afraid, is there an actual prize or you just do it? To yes. Do it? So, according for season four, this was back in twenty fourteen. Successful participants will receive a grand total of five grand. What? <laughs> no. That's, dude, that is not at all worth it. Yep. Five grand. And that includes round trip flights to the undisclosed survival location. Well, you would coach, hope so. Two nights in a local hotel for two people. The opportunity to film an episode of Naked and Afraid and $5,000 cash. No. Yeah, that's it. But do you get the 5000 only if you succeed? Yeah, it's, it's, you said the word successful. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I, I just thought maybe if they got picked to be dumb. on the cast, six, succeeding that way. That Five stupid. grand doesn't seem to be... For 20 days? 21 days. No. Yeah, that no. doesn't seem worth it. I also don't understand how a lot of these shows, like where, where it's a longer time, like these people have... Jobs? Yeah, so how yeah. do you get that much time off work? Well, yeah. I, I think it's kind of like the same idea as like some of those house hunter shows. I mean, they're all 
employed in sort of weird jobs that maybe are just they're independent contractors, like yeah, they're maybe. yoga instructors. <laughs> so therefore, it's okay if they do this. Or but yeah, I, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, for a hundred days, how are you taking three months off of work to go do this show? And I, I don't get it. And if you don't win, you walk away with nothing. So. I will. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like watching them. I don't know. I wouldn't want to be on one. Right. It, it's fascinating. Like, I mean, I, I don't think I would hang. I don't think I would do quite well. Like on these survivor shows. Like I, I have. Could you do a couple days? Maybe, but I mean, it's it's one of those things where like if I had access to like tools and stuff and yeah. shit, I can do a whole bunch. But just like bare hands and a knife. What about an axe? I'll give you an axe. Yeah, it's like. And a tarp. Yeah, it's like Gilligan's Island. What can you build with bamboo and a coconut? Dude, Gilligan's Island. Okay, that brings up something super weird. I'm sorry. I'm really <laughs> wow, excited. you got super excited. I did get super excited. Did you ever watch that show? Oh, yeah. I watched it all the time as a kid. Did you know? Do you, you know you know the concept of a fan theory? Yeah. Did you know there's one around Gilligan's Island? Uh, something about the universe or the context of the people at the same time, right? Gilligan's Island is hell. It's purgatory. Oh, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, so basically, all of the um, the characters are different sins. Oh. And you have sloth, you have gluttony, you and, have greed. Uh, lust, Marianne. Okay. Right? And then uh, Gilligan himself, the devil. <laughs> well, think about it. He's he, the one that got them. But he's also always, whether it's on purpose or not, he's screwing stuff up all the time. That's true. I never thought about that. Yeah. I actually just listened to a whole thing about fan theories, and that was one of them. So you brought up Gilligan's Island and got me really excited. Yeah. I, I watched a lot of Gilligan's Island as a kid. I, I actually didn't mind that show. That and like Brady's Bunch, or Brady's, Brady's Brady Bunch, Bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, were kind of like the, the older TV shows that I would watch uh, when I was homesick, like in the 80s and stuff. Well, and then there's all, there's a, we go down a rabbit hole and we won't, but, uh, do you remember Mayberry? Yeah. That show? Yeah. I Apparently didn't. that was, uh, there's a theory that that is the same universe as Star Trek. I've heard some of these theories where, yeah, they, yeah there's some sort of like same universe, same time right. span or something. And you're like, what? the one that I do like, and I think is kind of cool and hopefully is real is, um, the Jetsons and the, and the Flintstones are happening at the same time. Yes. I've heard that one. I, I don't remember what it was that connected the two. Well, they had a movie. Yeah. Together. Right. Which that, is weird. If one's yeah. supposed to be prehistoric, but also like they have record players. They have like, True. why would you want a record player? A lot of the stuff they celebrate Christmas. Like yeah. a lot of it doesn't make sense if it's supposed to be prehistoric. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I thought, I thought that was kind of interesting. That is interesting. There, there's a, a bunch of them. I Saved by the bell. What's that one? Do you ever watch that show? Oh, yeah. I watched Saved by the Bell. Did not care for that show. Okay. Uh, but before Saved by the Bell, there was another show. I can't remember what it was called. It took place in Indiana. Oh, yeah. It was with Mrs. Uh, the teacher, Mrs. Whatever the guy. What, who's the actor? Mark Paul Gosler or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was, was the main character. Right. His character's name was Zach Morris, and he was a loser. Oh. So that show didn't do very well. But... The concept. Fast forward, yeah. so now you get uh, Saved by the Bell, and if you listen to the theme music to Saved by the Bell, it's basically the theme music is still about a loser yeah. that's bumbling through everything. However, Zach Morris, same actor, same character name, is now like the, the yeah. cool guy, right? So the theory is, is that it's still him in Indiana as a loser, but these are like either his night dreams or his daydreams, <laughs> where he's the cool kid. His, so Slater was his rival before, oh. but now it's like his friend. So it's now he's the cool kid. And if you think about it, like he stops 
he can stop time and talk to the camera. So he right. breaks the fourth wall. Right. So there's this whole theory that he's actually still that same loser in Indiana. And this is like his escape. So it was a Disney Channel series called Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Sure. And that's what spun into Saved by the Bell. Right. And then it went from Disney Channel to NBC. Because that's what I remember watching. And I right. watch it all the time. But I'm just saying, like, that's that's the theory. That's and I, I find one. that super interesting. I, I don't know where to go with those theories. It's like, that's awesome. That, and you think about it, and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. It makes total sense. But is this like a shower thought? Like somebody just had, like, I mean, that's what is captivating to me. It's like how these theories come to fruition. Yeah, someone, someone. Right. Right. Had this thought. Yeah. Well, it's like the um, the whole thing where, like, Garfield. I don't think poten- I know this one. Potentially Garfield. So, What's the guy that did Garfield? Davis? Davis? Yeah, Jim Davis. Jim Davis. So he did like six strips that were really dark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, right? do, you, do you remember like where basically Garfield is hallucinating everything? Yeah, yeah. So the theory is, is that the entirety of Garfield is the fever dreams of a dying cat. Oh, good times. John, and not, none of it's real. Have you seen the... The web Garfield comic. without or Garfield, Garfield without Garfield. Garfield. It's hilarious. It's awesome. Because yeah. then you just realize John is just this sad, sad crazy man. man. <laughs> yeah. It's like I, yelling at nothing. I like Garfield without Garfield. Yeah, like, it's pretty good. That one's pretty good. That's but crazy. Yeah, so all these weird anyway. Fan so, theories. Do you yeah. have any fan theories? Have you have you ever tried to put one together? Like no. I don't think I No. I don't know if I'm passionate enough about any sort of program to actually have some sort of theory no, about it, it you know it's, it's, it's like, like okay it's fan theories and like conspiracy theories you think are are fascinating okay but conspiracy theories specifically like i think they're fascinating not that i believe them but that other people do so do you think like where does flat earth fall in is that a oh, conspiracy dude. or is that just some i will watch because that's not a conspiracy that's just some... aaron and i watched so my brother and i we went down this rabbit hole and we watched every flat earth documentary we get our hands on yeah and... it is fascinating to me that these people are this stupid that's the thing is what i can't figure out is like some of them that are especially when they're raising money for stuff have to know that they're raising money simply because they want the money knowing that the truth that they're at that they're pushing for isn't true right like i mean like there was a guy that was trying to fundraise to build a rocket so he could fly up and yeah didn't didn't he kill himself yes or not well suicidal but no but his rocket blew up or whatever crashed yeah and so he was trying to fly up in a homemade rocket to see if he could see the curvature of the earth. <laughs> right? So if he flew up high enough. You can see it from a plane. Right. But so that's, you have to figure that, okay, if you're that, if you're driven to that goal and that's what you're proving, at some point you have to go, I, like you said, you can see it from a plane. So yeah. do you just kind of ignore but, that reality simply so you can get money from other idiots? No, but if you watch, like, there. <laughs> Like there was the, this one documentary, they were talking to a guy, and they talked about the plane. The guy's like, well, obviously the windows aren't real. Like the people on like Fox he says News. they're screens. Do you think the people on Fox News that are that are regurgitating this crazy bullshit actually believe what they're saying? Yes. You think they do? I do. I think the people that believe the Earth is flat truly believe the, the Earth, Earth is flat. flat. See, I see. for me, I, I can't come around to that. I, I, I think that they're... Doing it simply because there's an audience. There are some people. And I will an give opportunity. You, I yeah. will give you that. There are some people that it seems to be a BS and they're fucking with people. Yeah. But for the most part, no, man. These I do believe that these people think that they are right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I see that not so much with those conspiracies, like the flat earth and stuff, but like with the anti-vax crowd. 
Yeah. I definitely see that as they, you know, they, the proof is in this YouTube video or whatever. So yeah, I, I do see that justification. Well, like people that are like single point of, uh, one of, reference of, point, yeah, one reference yeah. and then therefore it's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I just like, I just find it absolutely fascinating to watch <laughs> flat earth documentaries. I haven't, I'll also check one out. Dude, there's a bunch of them on Netflix. All right. You are really pushing this Netflix what do you this mean? episode, you've talked about, you've named dropped Netflix like uh, 17 times. Well, <laughs> yeah. Is that, I mean, is that the only, you know, you have Disney Plus. No, I, have, have, HBO. I have Disney Plus. I have HBO. I have, uh, I have Hulu. I have HBO because it came free TV. with my cell phone. I don't have YouTube TV. I have Hulu, Amazon Prime. And I have Netflix. Amazon Prime. Mostly because. I have Amazon Prime because I buy stuff on Amazon. Y- so correct. It's kind of a bundled thing. So the rest of it is like. And Family st- members have things, so we all oh, have things kind yeah. of deal. And um, I, I still technically have my Apple TV because it's still free. Yep. I think until this month, I think. Uh, I think we have to start paying, yeah. Yeah. But Which, Mythic Quest is on there. Uh, Ted Lasso, new out. Ted new, Lasso will come back next great. month, so that's. Um, what else is on Disney Plus? That moon show that I can never remember the name of. For All Mankind, that's really good. Uh, <laughs> so I do watch other stuff stuff and i talked you know yeah you've, you've talked about it, but this, this episode but, seems just... so speaking though of apple t no sorry disney plus um there's a, a new movie coming out it's at luca that looks really good um it's just uh-huh. another animated movie okay but uh bad batch which is that new star wars cartoon is out and it's freaking good i'm shaking my head left or right because i have no, no I idea know, what but talking it's, about. Yeah. other people will know it's really good it's quite good that's it <laughs> Raya the Last Dragon, I, that I heard is a good movie. So they do have good movies, and the kids like it. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it nephews. makes sense when you have a bunch of younger kids. But I mean, we we also, I mean, my sisters and I, and my, but we all like watching them anyways. Yeah, those movies. I so. I, I don't share. I, I don't have anybody else's like account passwords, or we don't share it. Like, yeah. Everything we have is just ours. Like we pay for it all. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, I mean it, it, if it works for you, and that's yeah. fine. It's just, but in this case, it's just like HBO. We get for free because it's part of our yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. AT and T well, cell phone. The Disney uh, was encouraging people to share for a while. I don't know if they still are. But. Yeah, I think they they kind of were. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the um, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, I think my cell phone comes with HBO, but I rarely find myself watching HBO. We watch. I can't remember the last thing we watched. Oh, we we were. There was something that just came out we watched. I can't even remember it, though. It must have been good. Movie or show? <laughs> I think it was a movie. I, I know all that hype around the Friends video, which I don't give a shit about, so I no, don't no, watch no. that. But Sorry, Allie. But I do want to watch the uh, the Fresh Prince reunion. I still haven't got around to do that. And the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is There's on There's another HBO. show with a fan theory. There's Wait, a Fresh Prince fan yeah, theory? Yeah, Will Smith is dead. The whole thing is... Did you see the reboot where it went like with a darker angle? We talked about no, this before, I think. We did? I think we did. Maybe. There was a trailer that was made, and it, instead of being like a comedy, it was more of the, the dramedy side of things, and it was interesting. Well, because like basically, he gets in, the theory is he gets in a fight. He actually dies during the fight. The cab is like the transition to the after. I don't know, dude. People, people have theories about everything. I have a theory that... Actually, this isn't a theory. I guess I've been told I sleep wrong. How do you sleep? I'm sorry. What? what I do sleep, mean you sleep wrong. wrong. So I've been having a problem with my my fingertips going numb because my with my arm. So my yeah, right you hand, lay, like your nerve. Yes, that happens to me. So I sleep. I just thought it was because I'm fat. I sleep on my stomach and I sleep with my like if I'm sleeping with my if I'm facing to the if my head's facing to the left, my right arm is outstretched under the pillow and it's making like a right angle over my head like that over yes. your head. Well, no, no, no. Like with the pillow. 
So you're like laying on your arm? I'm basically laying okay. on my arm, but it's basically because my, my shoulder is elevated. Um, I am squeezing some stuff. And basically that's why oh, yeah, at first I thought like it was pinching a nerve basically. basically yeah. Yes. And so I thought it was because of all the, the yard work I've been doing, ah. you know, and he's like, well, yeah, that doesn't help, but he's like, it's, it's mainly because you're sleeping wrong. And I don't know if you've ever tried changing how you sleep. No, I, I sleep on my side. That's it. Yeah. But have you ever tried sleeping on your back? I can't do it. Right. Yeah. And so now I'm in this tried and trying to, trying to find a position where I'm not sleeping with my arms up you know elevated or with my head resting on them or pinching them or whatever but trying to sleep with my arms on my side or by my sides or sleeping on my side is not comfortable it's the weirdest (laughs) thing like you're you're consciously weird weird is this topic of conversation well because it's one of those it's just i have to deal with this reality like so like last night like i'm I'm trying to get to sleep and i'm and i think the problem is i'm i'm Sleeping is one of those things where you can't think about it. It just kind of happens because otherwise you just keep yourself awake. I mean, the real answer is I barely sleep. I don't sleep very well at all. Yeah. I toss and turn most of the night and usually I wake up about three or four and I can't get back to sleep. It's I, awesome. I, yeah. I, I can sleep okay, but for right now I'm challenging myself trying to figure out how do I sleep in a position that doesn't make my arm go numb. Maybe you need a different pillow. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, because I know if you sleep... Yeah, because there are different pillow shapes and like... Support. I was going to say plumpness. (laughs) I do not believe that is how the pillow industry would refer to it. How plump is your pillow? But That's a weird advertising campaign. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out how to sleep in a way that doesn't make my hands go tingly numb. Yeah, mine do the same... My fingertips do the same thing, but I just, A, assumed it was because I was fat. But maybe I don't sleep right then. Yeah. But it's, it's the weirdest thing. So now I'm actually, you know what? I do notice it depends on where my arms are positioned right. now that I think about it. Yeah. Cause the weird thing is, is like if I sleep with my head facing to the right and my left arm is up under my head, yeah. no problem. My yeah. left hand doesn't do anything. Well then your right arm's broken. Right. So but it's not, you're not sleeping wrong. Your arm is wrong. I just need to figure out how to fix it though. Sure. And <laughs> that's the, that's the challenge is like, I uh, hate to tell you this, but this is not the place that will give you the advice that will help you fix it. Cause I have no idea. Yeah. I just find it fascinating. It's yeah. just one of the things you, you never think about it. And of course I've been sleeping that way for 40 plus years. I would say I think about it too much about sleeping. Yeah. Only because I can't, I'm not good at it. Yeah. Like during, during the week I, I'm in bed usually by like 10 and I'm up at like four forty-five. It's weird. Like, because I can go to bed. I will be literally falling asleep on my feet. Yeah. I lay down and I'm wide awake. Oh, weird. It sucks. Yeah, I don't have that problem. And like usually I've had that problem for I can fall asleep pretty easily, time. but now that I'm trying to go, okay, I can't sleep like this because it's gonna go numb. Right. I need to go do this, and then that just Now you're that, thinking about it too much. Right. Yeah. So I, I just need to get you're, drunk. You're hosing yourself. Well, you could try that. And just see what body position I end up in. But I'm pretty sure I'll wake up with my arm usually where it is and Maybe, but you maybe not. Hmm. Maybe that is the key. And not but see, here's the thing. If I could sleep like you'd have to get drunk, but you'd also need somebody else yeah. that can observe because yeah, without it you would or a camera. I guess I could record myself sure. sleeping, but yeah, that's weird. That is weird. Don't do that. <laughs> that's, that's like one. I'll volunteer for like a, a sleep study. Yeah, dude. I thought about that before, but yeah. then I'm like, seeing, what do they do? So social media, and I don't know where this came about, but I'm seeing. I think the ad is take a seat for science. 
or something like I'm that. I'm really stoked because I'm going to get this later, and all of you will too. Yes, and it's it shows like a, a doctor's office like lobby pretend scene yeah. with like waiting room chairs, yeah. except one of the chairs is a toilet. Okay. And they're looking for stool samples for something. I've never clicked on the ad, so I don't know what they need your stool for. <laughs> it turns out it's not a study. It's just somebody. <laughs> Some fetish. That's into it. Just, they are a fecophiliac. Just, <laughs> that is actually a Is thing. that a real word? That is a real word, fecophiliac. Those are people that like poop. Uh, they just want you to put it in an envelope and just send it to them? Yeah. So, yeah. We just lost everybody. Well, we already started with the shit show with the explosive diarrhea. Oh, that's true. Then we're we followed just... it up with sleeping weird, and um, now we're on well, okay, stool so, samples. Yep, yeah, ads. Mm-hmm. I before we started the show, I showed you I was getting an ad for a build your own R two D two. You went down some crazy rabbit hole trying to find a <laughs> magic price that you could oh, yeah. find. This pisses me off. So it's this thing where it's a, um, and I know why I'm getting the ad because somebody else was telling me about this thing. But it's a deal where it's like a subscription. There's a hundred. They call them stages, uh, and they're they're not very clear about how much the thing actually costs. It's supposedly a one to two, uh, so 50 percent size, half size r2d2 droid from star wars and the r2d2 droid does stuff it's got a projector it it has lights and sounds and it's got motion and and it rolls and all the rest of that but to find out what the actual price of the damn thing is you can't do it and it's subscription they send it to you over months i don't know i guess every month month you get four stages so and if you think so is it 50 bucks a month then it would sound like it could be yeah so 50 bucks a month for four stages there's 100 20, so stages? Yeah. So that's 25? No. Yeah. If you're getting four pieces a month, yes. It's yeah. 25. So then 25 times 50, whatever that works out to be. It's a shit ton of money. Yeah. I'm not doing the math. That's, a, that's over. A, why would you spend that much money? I don't money? know if that's... But see, maybe that's not right. I don't know if that's right. They don't tell you. That's 1200 bucks. That sounds right, though, because... If it was cheap, they would be all about it. Hey, right. build this for three hundred bucks. Right. But the fact that it's over a thousand dollars, or in this case, over twelve hundred. I mean, it's kind of fifty cool. bucks. I, I'm not going to do it. It's kind of cool. So anyways, the well, you don't have to do it. Your buddy's doing it. <laughs> right. Yeah, Jason's doing it. What's he gonna? Do I don't know. It? It's rad. I mean, we're Star Wars dorks, so who knows? Right. But what if? <sighs> I don't. The I, well, okay. So R two. Uh, is cool, but there's other ones I've seen where but you can do. But the thing is, like, there's no idea of what the actual quality of the finished build is like. Apparently, so you you're right. I did go down a rabbit hole. I found a review, and it's a very mixed quality across the thing. So the 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 item itself, certain is, parts of it are good. So. It, yeah, exactly. Some of it's good, some of it's bad. Um, but I'm building an R2D2 right now. Yes, but mine's you made s- out of Lego. I got the so new, you know the build quality be good. Yes, I got the new. Uh, the new R2 that came out, finally. You've had it for a while, though. You just, this is, no, no, no. It literally showed up on my doorstep yesterday. Oh, for some so reason, it I came out, you had the well, box. No it, no, it had come out. Yeah, it came out um, a month or two ago. Yeah, or May, on May the 14th. May the or 14th. May, May the 4th. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, man. <laughs> May, 4th. May the 14th. Yeah. Um, so it's been, yeah, out for a month or whatever, but it was on back order. And oh, so okay. they just shipped it. Interestingly enough, Lego, I got a, a notification that it was shipping. It, uh, I tracked it. It was supposed to be here on Tuesday. It showed up yesterday. All right. So I was like, eh, "There's one I'll pull out and, and I want to build." And so I started yesterday. It's 15 bags, I think. And what bag are you on now? Four or five. You've gotten pretty far, though. I mean, you got like the, the carcass far. of the body. You got some- yeah. There's per- parts of the body that th- so the there's a whole technic um, built inside. 
Yeah, it's like a frame, and then there's an element where the third leg, his his middle leg, um, depending on how you position the other leg, so whether he's standing up straight or lean back, it actually pops down and locks into place. So it, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you were the showing me the, the yeah, mechanism. Yeah, the mechanism is really cool. Um, but it's a it's a pretty complicated build. I'm hoping I don't screw. Does it come with like a full on book? Yeah, it's a pretty big. Like you got like a spine on the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's bound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not stapled. Right, right, right. That's the distinction for a fancy set. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, So you know, it's it's actually it's pretty cool. But you know, different versions of the uh, the R two. You got a Lego, or you got a. I'm not even going to talk about the company because I can't find any real information about it. Yeah, that one sounds just like a, a weird, like almost like a Kickstarter idea. You but they do other subscription like, thing. They do other ones. Like I've seen a, the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, but th- so there's here, a Millennium Falcon one. I think there's there's an X-wing. Maybe would you wait until you got all 50 parts to then start building it? No. Or do you? Because it, my my concern would be is you put together the four pieces you have, uh-huh. but then you have this partially built thing that you have to find a spot to put and it may yeah. not be robust enough to be kind of left out in the open because it may come apart again or whatever they do an iron man for some reason you can build the fat or they have got the fast and furious charger coming up <laughs> but they're all licensed yeah. which is interesting but do you think the companies even care about the quality of the product i mean they must because if they don't because i mean they're licensing it just obviously to get paid but it well, just seems strange I can't wait to see what this social media ad looks like when I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's got an app. Ooh, There's an app. Ins- they call it inspiring content. But I guess it's like a thing where, you know, it's something to do every, if you like putting stuff together every month. Yeah. And like the first couldn't you shipment's just say, a dollar. Hey, couldn't you just say, hey, just give me all the damn pieces now. So there was another company that did it. And that company you could get. In total at a certain point. But it's interesting because it says like, it asks, it says, how much does each stage cost? This is in their FAQ. And it gives you a, it's it actually gives you a very confusing explanation of how much it is. Yeah. Right? So they're the just not straight hiding it. And I'm assuming you sign up for it, you put a credit card on file, and it's yeah, automatically and bill. bill. Right. Yeah. And then, like I said, there was another um, uh, another company that was doing, they do, a bu- there's actually a few of them. Uh, the Ecto-1, the DeLorean. So there's a bunch of other, the Eleanor Mustang, for if you're into that, a solar system. I know this is not very fascinating. Well, it's just, it's an interesting, I've never heard of this, this concept before where it's just, Oh really? It's yeah. Where they're sending you pieces to build something, but over time I used to see, I'm trying to think of where I heard about this. Um, cause it was a long time. Maybe it was a magazine or something that I saw the, the, um, I saw this in a magazine. Yeah. I've never, yeah. I've never seen this. And I mean, I'm trying to think where I would have come across it like this before, but yeah. I mean, the only thing that I build would be Lego. And that's the thing is like, why wouldn't you want all the parts together all at once? Like, what's the benefit of drawing this out over several months? Could you imagine if any Lego model, it doesn't matter what it was. Let's say you bought a Speed Champions set, right? But Lego would only send you four or five pieces a month for a year and a half. That's what I don't get. It's like, and I'm assuming because you can sign up at any time, right? 
So if I signed up today and somebody signed up three months ago, yeah. so all those parts must exist. So why do they trickle them out instead of just shipping them all out at once? I, I do not have an answer. There's a, there is an X-Wing one too. That's 18th scale. Dev, well, whatever. I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and I guess I can. No, because I don't see the appeal of the pain of the time. Right. Every month. Yeah. You're waiting I guess on it's, a... it's cheaper. Is it? And they're probably dinging you for shipping on every single damn. No, no, no. What I mean. Oh, of course they are. $2.40. Yeah. For some weird reason. That, that they're clear about. But what I guess it's what I mean by cheaper is that you're not doling out all the money up front. Right. So let's say you, it's just, over time, you just don't yeah. get coffee. That's true. Once a week. Yeah, I guess for from that, that standpoint, yeah. it makes sense. But you're still, I mean, if your guesstimate is correct, you're still out over a thousand bucks for this piece of art, this sculpture, this functional thing that does certain things. Yeah, I mean, it, okay, I mean, it's the same thing with like the Lego stuff just sits, right? So I guess I can't get yeah, but that you can part, but. build it all, you know, as at your pace because you you have all the pieces necessary. But with this thing where it's just being parsed out here and there, it, that's what doesn't make sense to me. And I'm assuming that the sets, the pieces ship in a specific order. They do. Do or do not? They do. I oh, would, yeah, they do. They yeah. would have to, right? Well, and part of it that's kind of, I guess, interesting is like the first shipment includes tools. <laughs> so you're paying for a screwdriver. That just seems strange. Yeah, I mean, that, That's, I that's not for me. I'm going to put that down as a no. What? Which is fine. If anybody's shopping for Father's Day, don't need that. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm not your father. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> You're grounded. Yeah. Right. No. I just. I. The whole concept uh, is interesting. It, it's totally interesting, but it's t it not at all something that I'm interested in. Sure, but like I said, I mean, they have a, a Millennium Falcon. They have, and there's what I find interesting too is it's multiple companies. But what I I'm curious about is is it actually multiple companies or is it a company with multiple names. Right. That's probably more what it is. Yeah. Because you would think that the for the billing, web, all the infrastructure needed to support this, it'd be easier just to do it once. And, and then people make wipe. like photo etched upgrade parts and stuff for these things too. Oh, which geez. is kind of bizarre. That just seems like too much work. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Although... You can buy a Bandai Star Wars Perfect Grade 170 second scale Millennium Falcon on Amazon. I've just now discovered. Uh-huh. $538. Which is still cheaper than whatever that subscription by assembly thing yeah, is. Yeah, but you're not making it yourself. $70 to deliver the thing. That's crazy. Uh, it's just insane. I, I don't know. I just, at any rate, I just find it to be very interesting. <laughs> and not for me. <laughs> yeah, not for me either. But maybe for you. No, 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 no. Hmm. Give me Legos. Yes. Send me, sign me up for some subscription thing where I only get a couple pieces a month and it's going to take me several months to build more than a year yeah. to build. Uh-uh. Nope. There's a video about the Millennium Falcon. Nope. Don't <laughs> want to see it. Don't Not care. Into it. No. Not into it. Okay. F them. Uh, wow. That was very angry. Yes. Angry. Arr. So vehicles. Yes. There's a lot of new cars coming out. There's a lot of new cars coming out. Which I out. find interesting. I mean, not super interesting. Well, interesting no, it, it is. It, it, it For whatever reason, it just seems like I think a lot of 
launches were delayed because of the pandemic. And then they're like, oh, we got to get this out there. Even though you can't get cars. Because right now, I actually uh, find it fascinating how inventory is so down. I I drove Um, drove by my local Toyota dealership in the parking lot. Or not even the lot, the sales lot yeah. was practically empty. Dude, to get it was crazy. A, to find a forerunner mm-hmm. or a Tacoma is nearly impossible, apparently. Can you sell your I can sell it for more than I owe on it. Well, you probably can sell for more than you paid for it. Yeah. Just because I, I know I've seen people with on Carvana and, and I got Max a, and everything. Out of curiosity, I got a quote from Vroom. Yeah. Uh forty three five. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, now, granted, I've got way too much money into it. Right, because of the aftermarket accessories. Right. And yep. that adds no value to the, the to the room estimate. But no. No, it's still fact, a pretty penny. probably like, hey, bro, how yeah. about no? Yeah, take all that stuff off. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No, yeah, out, out of the, the recent car launches that have me excited, two of them are trucks, and they're both Fords. Actually, yeah, two of them are trucks, and they're Fords. I was going to say that the, the Hyundai Santa Cruz was interesting, too. But in comparison to what that's was... That's also a, a unibody truck pickup yes yeah, so the truck that we were going to talk about is the the ford maverick and the maverick so, looks cool size-wise i like it it's a mini truck meaning yeah. that it's not it's what the ranger should be yes except the ranger it, it's in my opinion should still be body on frame but small yeah because the ranger is not small the ranger is the size of what an older f-150 is that's what's crazy is over the years like my my very first vehicle was a toyota pickup it didn't even have a name it was just yeah, the pickup the pickup and I would love to have something like that hard bodies. today. Yeah, yeah, the Nissan hard body. Yeah. Exactly. It was another one. Yep. But they don't make them that small anymore. Yep. And part of the reason for that is the fuel efficiency and emission standards of a vehicle are dictated. The requirements are dictated by its footprint. Right. The larger the vehicle's footprint, the, the, the crappier s- it can be. Yes. Yeah. So that's why you see crew cabs and massive trucks because they have a much lower standard to achieve. So it's easier for an automaker to hit... 13 miles per gallon or maybe 20 miles per gallon for the yeah. vehicle if it's massive versus a actually compact mini truck. Right. Because the mini truck would have to have a much higher uh, fuel efficiency. Even if a mini standard. truck is actually what most people need and makes Correct. more sense in a city. Correct. Yeah. So the only, and they're not even really mini trucks, but I mean, you look at the the um, the Honda Ridgeline. Yeah. But that's using the Honda Pilot drive. The Ridgeline is actually not small. And it's not small. No. But it's using existing right. and uh, it's pretty crappy. vehicle architecture. And so My it, opinion. it doesn't have to worry about the fuel efficiency requirements. Sure. But the the Ford Maverick, the base model truck, it's a, it's a crew cab. So it's yeah. a four-door truck to begin yeah. with. That's the only way it comes. Right. But the base model is a hybrid. Which is cool. And the reason why it's a hybrid is because, again, it has that smaller Front-wheel drive, too. And with yeah. a CVT, unfortunately. Yeah. So, but because of that footprint being so small, it needed to have really good efficiency. Mm-hmm. And that's why it comes with the standard hybrid drivetrain. Huh. I'm not, it's cool looking. I can't wait to see somebody slam that thing. Oh, they will. I, I, do you think? I think that's what I'm going to see at SEMA. It's just a bunch of those slammed and maybe lifted. But I want to see one slammed. I would also like to see somebody French in a license plate into the tailgate at a 45 degree angle. Oh, yeah. That, Total That's have mini that. truck and style, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want what, like classic mini truck weirdness. What I find interesting is, you know, we we briefly mentioned the the Hyundai Santa Cruz. So Hyundai's teased this truck concept for the longest time, and it's kind of based on, I guess, the Santa Fe architecture. So it's based on an SUV, sure, but unibody construction. But they've cut out the the third row cargo. It's essentially a Ute. Yes, they've that's cut what out, all these things are. True, because the br- they're unibody. Super brats. Yeah. 
So they've cut out the cargo area and turned that into a, a truck bed. And on paper, it looked pretty good, and it and it seemed to be pretty well-reviewed. Mm. Then a week later, Ford announces the Maverick, and people are just totally... Santa Cruz what? They, is the Santa Cruz even... It's not out yet, right? It's not out yet yeah, either, but from a fuel economy standpoint, the the Maverick walks all over it. Like, oh, not right. even close. Uh-huh. It's got a bigger bed. It's got more utility. Uh-huh. So all of the things that had people considering the Santa Cruz at first have been blown out of the water by the Maverick. Well, front-wheel drive actually isn't even necessarily bad for a truck. No. A city truck. It's fine. Well, that's the thing is, like, a lot of people who buy trucks buy it for the occasional use. Right. That they might need to haul something large or dirty. Right. And... A majority of the time, it's just on the freeway and bumper-to-bumper traffic driving to the office just yep. like everybody else's. So a mini truck, a compact truck that's front-wheel drive, it fits that need just fine for the majority of the use of that truck. I like that the Maverick looks like a truck. I wish it had more of the Bronco Sport appearance on the front end. Mm. I, I think the front end looks a little... It's, it's a little plain. It's more rangery. Yeah, yeah. It's a little plain looking, but at the same time, it doesn't need to ruffle anybody's feathers yeah. because... This is, to me... Can you get four-wheel drive with it? I think you can get all-wheel drive. Well, okay, whatever. But that's that's only with the EcoBoost motor. Yeah. But so that could be pretty rad. This is basically the replacement for the compact car. Right. Because it starts at about 20 grand. Like, it's yeah, just that's under 20, but with destination fees and yeah. everything, it's 20 that's and change. That's pretty good. That is the replacement for the the stripper Civic that you used to get as a kid in high school. Right. You know, that is this vehicle now. And it's and for it to be a truck is very interesting. Well, the other truck that Ford announced is, and this is polarizing to a lot of people. Haha, <laughs> polarizing. Oh, because of electricity. Uh, it is the the electric F-150. The lightning. The light, yeah. Well, there's the polarization. That's the polarization. Part, right, yeah, people are pissed because a lightning's supposed to be loud and V8 and supercharged. Yeah, it was a standard right. standard cab, short bed. Right. But it's now th- that's what they're going to call their electric F-150. Well, the same thing with the naming with the Maverick. People were all mad because 40 years ago there was a car called the Maverick. But oh, anybody yeah. that's that's younger Basically. than 40 has no idea that the Maverick was ever a car to begin with. Yeah, and who cares? Right. And so it's 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 only the people that are quote-unquote automotive enthusiasts. That I do are hope that thing. they do an SVT version of the lightning? the lightning. That would be kind of cool. What would they do? I don't know, but SVT was... Who Bigger battery? More, w- more power? More power? Or is it just more of an appearance package at this power. point? Power. All yeah. power. The thing that I like the most about the, the lightning is one is... It looks practically the same as a normal truck. The front, the end, front end's a little different. It has, it has like an eyebrow, like yeah. a lighting element that goes yep. across the grill. And the taillight has a similar element. So it looks slightly similar or slightly different yep. than the F-150. But the rest of the sheet metal is a carryover. So you get into a wreck, you need a fender, no problem. Well, and it's, it's an F-150. You know what you're getting. Yes. Right? Like that's so really cool. That's really smart, I think, by Ford. But yep. the other thing I found really interesting was the fact that Ford has been pushing. The, they had a a hybrid and so the ability of you using the 110 outlets yep. in the truck bed right. to power power tools and, and well, high you can current give them the generator yes yeah. and so the cool thing with the lightning is it also has that ability so you can power up a whole bunch of job site tools with it right. but it also has two-way power delivery so if you buy the ford charger to charge the vehicle in your house yeah. and vehicle you, to grid Yes, or vehicle if you're, to house. Or if your yeah. if your house loses power, you could actually run your house off of the battery in your Ford Lightning for I think two days, is what they what they've calculated. And I think that's 
pretty cool. Yeah, vehicle to vehicle and vehicle to grid are two things that a, a bunch of companies now are working on. So that's going to be a, a new thing. You, you also obviously need a battery. Yes, yes, obviously. Yeah. But I, I think it, it's, a, it's a fascinating thing. Oh, it's super thing. cool. Super smart. And it's kind of interesting because these are kind of the first, uh, well, not the Maverick. It's not electric. It's a hybrid truck, but still pretty cool. But the F-150 is really kind of the first electric truck that's hitting the streets. It hasn't gone on sale yet. Rivian has got their product coming out later this year. But it's interesting time to see electric trucks coming to market and seeing what, what actually takes and what, what succeeds. I think the F-150 is cool because it's an F-150, right? And it's, it's, it's going to be one of the best-selling vehicle. But it's also going to be one of those things where it's coming from the people that would buy an F-150 aren't necessarily going to buy a Rivian. Oh, for sure. So this is a way that they'll get into an electric truck and be like, oh, yeah, it's just an F-150. Yeah, it just exactly. happens to be a different powertrain. Um, in fact, I know a couple of people that have already pre-ordered. Oh, really? Yeah, that's 100 bucks. Yeah, they, they, something like 30... What was the number? They had an insane number of pre-orders for yeah. the, for the uh, Lightning. But it's also... And even the Maverick is at... Two years, right? Or next year? Next year. Next year. So it's, it's a little bit of time before this thing shows up. The one thing I did find interesting going back to the Maverick is... Ford's newest vehicles, like the F-150 Lightning yeah. and the the Mustang uh, Mach-E, the electric vehicles, those have the latest and greatest infotainment system, the, what they what Ford calls Sync 4. Sync 5. I or thought. 5, maybe. Yeah, I think it's 5. Maybe it's, you may be right, you're 5. Yeah. The Maverick has the older version. Yeah, cheap. Right. I think the hardware is more expensive. Because you need a you need a faster processor. That must be what it is. Yeah, that's the only be. thing I could figure is also maybe because there is this semiconductor shortage. Yep. Oh yeah, that might be part of it. The older architecture is the chipsets are more commonly available, right. and therefore it is interesting when people say, "Oh, you know, why couldn't they have done this? It would only cost them like ten bucks." But okay, ten dollars over a million vehicles is a lot of freaking money. Right, and ten dollars to the manufacturer right. then gets marked up to the dealer, right. and then gets marked up to the consumer, right. so that. Ten dollars by the time it gets a consumer could be several hundred dollars, if not you know a thousand bucks. It'll be interesting to see, like with the Hummer. Um, I think the challenge is going to be the dealer network. How do you control the experience for these manufacturers? Right, the dealer network. I, they don't understand electric cars. Oh, even if even now when you go to a a, a typical automotive dealership that sells regular gasoline vehicles. Yeah. And you try to buy an electric vehicle, they'll actually push you towards a gasoline vehicle because they understand that right. better. And from a dealer standpoint, most dealers make more money on the servicing of the vehicle than they do on the actual sale of the vehicle. Well, right. Electric vehicles don't need They're a whole minimal. bunch of maintenance. Yeah. Tires, brakes, yeah. that's about it. You're not doing but fluid that's where, changes and that's if dealers are smart, that's where they really jump in and say, Okay, this is where I have to actually provide a better um, a better experience. So right. that that person does come back to me for all this stuff. And a lot of these companies are, they're going to be a hundred percent mobile. Yeah. Right. So if you're, if you're regular dealer land, right, you own a Chevy store, a right. Ford store. You're going to have to do mobile You need service. to think about this differently. Right. Right. Because but, I mean, there's no reason for, for somebody to drive their vehicle in just to there have There shouldn't them. be one now. True. Right. True. I mean, if, if the Toyota store wasn't so close, right, yeah. I'd be annoyed. Yeah, that's true. But I, well, it helps with my buddy. <laughs> but I can, you know, I mean, it's it's three, just over three miles. So yeah. I usually just drop my truck off and run home. Oh, there you go. You can even bicycle home. You've got two bikes I'd sitting to, here. But I have to. You have to carry them down the stairs. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> put them in the back of the truck. It's just a lot of work. Oh, so much work. I know. But 
So there, there are a lot of a lot of cars coming out. I do think uh, Elon Musk backing out of Platinum Plus was kind of funny. Yeah, I he seems so much like a carnival ringmaster, circus ringmaster. He's all about the hype, and right. then what he says doesn't carry much weight because then it changes his mind or he backtracks on it, or or there's always some sort of fine print asterisk with it. So the Plaid Plus was supposed to be a super fast. Model S right. with a long range uh, battery pack. Over 500. Over 500 yep. miles on a single charge. Yep. But for whatever reason, I want to say like the day of or the day before he was announcing Plaid, they decide, they announced that they were canceling Plaid Plus. Right. And because Plaid is just so good. Well, yeah, the logo annoys me. Yeah, it's a rectangle with Plaid in it. It's, well, but it's also, if you look at like the way it's angled, it reminds me way too much of the targeting computer from Star Wars. That, <laughs> that bothers me. It didn't. It doesn't seem spaceball enough for you. Nerd rage. Yeah. No, I just you know it, it is funny because now he's saying that oh you don't need 500 miles of range. Right. Now he's like no 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 I don't need to go zero to sixty in less than two seconds. Yeah. I need that 500 right. miles with a range. But isn't isn't the less than two seconds is very uh, subjective? Or there's some caveat to that. Yeah, the zero to sixty time is actually more than two seconds. But what they did is they subtracted the one foot rollout from that time. How does that work? Well, because most automakers, or not most automakers, but the automotive magazines, when they test zero to sixty, they do it at a rolling start. So they. The car's rolling before right. they. No, like that part fly. I understand, but what I'm saying is, like, how does that math work? Yeah, I, it's, I, it's how do you subtract? Thing. Yeah, when you well, it's like their website when you go and look at their website and they tell you how much the car is, but they've factored in savings on fuel and other bullshit. arbitrary garbage. Yeah, yeah. like come on. I know. I I don't. I'm not a fan of Musk. We've talked about this before. I don't. I don't dislike him. I have nothing against him. I have uh, everything against. I, I think they tactics need a like that. good PR department. That no, can they actually, don't have a PR department. I know. And they need somebody that can rein him in. It's too much of a cult of personality. And the shit that he gets away with is just kind of silly. I mean, like the pump and dump with Bitcoin. Yeah. You know, they announce they buy Bitcoin. The price skyrockets. They sell it. And then they announce that they sold it. And the price everybody else drops. Yeah, that's manipulation like that. It's pretty messed up. Right. Well, and I didn't and he got in trouble with the SEC. But Bitcoin isn't regulated, so there yeah, he but he's been in trouble in the right. past with the SEC for other tweets regarding right. IPO the, pricing going, or private or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, that's all stupid. It's all stupid. Yeah. The cars themselves are they're fine. They're yeah, okay. They're okay. I am not a big Tesla fan as far as the vehicle itself goes. I the product quality Oh and, yeah, and yeah. experience is terrible. The quality is not that. The design's okay. It's 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 a middling product that masquerades as a premium only because it's priced yeah. as a premium vehicle, well, but it is not a premium vehicle by any way, shape, or form. The, the S, when that first came out, I think was a huge home run because it looked like a car. Right. Right. It's it not a Prius look, yeah. that looks that's just trying to be weird. It's not a Bolt, which is cutesy. Yeah. It's not a Volt, which is ugly. Like right. this is it wasn't trying too hard. Yeah. yeah. That said, okay, all the electric cars that are on the market right now, if you had to buy an electric car, what do you buy? And I, and what I mean by on the market is you can walk in tomorrow and get one. I think I would probably go more towards the Audi e-trons only because they look just like a normal car. Hmm. They don't try to do anything too different. Like the, the Volkswagen ID4 has unique aesthetic and interior that is unlike anything else in the Vol in the Volkswagen lineup. Right. Um, Tesla, 
they're like the Toyota Camry these yeah, days. Very much. They're all over the yeah. place, and I can't stand the owners. Right. So, not not a fan <laughs> sure. of anything from the Tesla. Um, so yeah, I, I think from the everyday approachable, like the Hyundai stuff. Like again, I think they they tried too hard to make it look different. I don't mind the way the Hyundai's look though. They're okay. I'm just not a fan of Hyundai's styling hmm. in general. Sure. Like there doesn't seem to be any sort of cohesiveness. Yeah. Um, all their styling seems derivative of somebody else's. Like it looks like this. Oh, that part mixed of with this. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Um, so Audi, I think, does a pretty good job of being unique in their own design. But amongst the electric and non-electric vehicles, there's very little distinguishing the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I I like that. Yeah. Um, Ford is interesting. You know, I, I I think they they're they're making big splashes by introducing electric vehicles. That have the marquee names. What are the these? Mustang, oh, the Mustang, yeah. The F one fifty Lightning. Honestly, so I, the fact I, that they're going after their their volume right. models for sports cars and trucks, I think is smart. I like the Audi. I think the well, I I don't like the Sportback e tron. I like the regular one. Right. Um, yeah, but any of the Sportback models, I'm not a fan of, just because it's just a weird in between. But the uh, what I don't like about the Audi is that you're basically it's a hundred and ten thousand dollar city car. Why? Or ninety thousand dollars city car. They just don't have great range, I guess. Well, the thing with Audi For, and Porsche is the the EPA rating is actually commonly exceeded in actual real. Oh, I'm real sure it is. But so, I, what I I would end up probably with the Mustang. Okay. And yeah. I would wait till the GT comes out. Fair enough. Yeah, I actually like the way it looks. There's one in the neighborhood that I see all the oh, time. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's I like the I've way it a looks. Couple, I've seen a couple of them in the wild, but I haven't seen. Anybody that I like in the neighborhood that yeah. owns one that I see the same one every time. The disappointing part for me is that if you didn't order like whatever the launch edition yeah. that they called it, you can't get that blue. Oh, that, that was really only a cool blue. Was, yeah, it's only a launch color. Oh, that sucks. Which is a bummer. Yeah, I, I, uh, I guess it rewards those that that get in early. <laughs> but speaking of launch colors or exclusive colors, really quick, and I, we don't have to belabor this in much, but um, so the TRD Pro models. Yeah. Always come with exclusive colors. Right. Lunar Rock, Army Green. They're like weird. Like, yeah. Some of them are rad. Uh, I like the colors. Yeah. So I wanted an Army Green truck. That's what I wanted. Right. I was unwilling to pay. A, I knew I was going to modify it. So getting a pro didn't make any sense. And I wasn't willing to pay. They want like $10,000 markups on those things. Shit. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. So I did not get one. However, a bunch of people, there's, I, yes, I go on the, the Forerunner forums. Yeah. <laughs> You're already in the Lego forms. I'm not surprised you're Accurate. a four on a four. That's a hundred percent true. Yeah. Um, but you know, sometimes like, Oh, I, I actually want to build a, a storage platform for the back and a new right. sleeping platform. So you're getting ideas, getting ideas, yeah, inspiration. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so uh, a bunch of people are up in arms for a couple reasons. The 2022 forerunner, which is supposed to come out here pretty shortly. Yeah. The TRD pro color is yellow. Is not pretty. Oh, I think I saw pictures. Imagine a yellow yeah. forerunner and it's as bad as it is in your head. <laughs> now, school what, bus. What people are actually upset about is that Luna Rock and Army Green will be available for the first time on non-pro models, so you'll oh, so be able to get. Angry. Yeah, you can get a uh, my what I have, which is yeah, a TRD yeah. off-road. Huh. So I'm a little bummed because I could have got a green one if I waited. But then I, what would I be driving? But you, but at the same time as if you waited to buy it now, you would be paying. Oh, you'd be dude. You, these people due to demand, you'd be paying markup anyways. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anyways, I thought it was interesting that they're... You can always wrap it. 
actually, I, I probably should have wrapped it when I first got it. To avoid all the scratches? Yeah, but... In eggshell? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Still bums me out. Oh, well. Oh, well. But yeah, it, it's just funny that people are mad about, oh, no, no everybody's going to have green. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, who did? So just, I'm just glad that they have a color. Be fine that they're offering cool colors in cars. It's, it's not silver. It's not black. It's not the lunar white. rock is pretty rad. Is that the one that's it's like kind that of blue gray? Okay, yeah, 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 that is a cool color. Yeah, that's a really cool yeah. color. There's it, one that's like a khaki color, like a matte. They called it desert tan or something like yeah, that. That, that was, was kind of cool. That, the Raptor came in that color for a year. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm liking. I've seen a couple of cars where it's some sort of similar to the Audi Nardo gray. It's like yeah, it's a good color. That's a good color too, yeah. even though it is a gray. Yeah, but it, at least it stands out from just like conventional silvers. Right. And, yeah, I mean, whatever, dude. I drive a white vehicle. I know, yeah. but what do I know? White is. It is. Isn't it the best-selling color? I think it is. Probably. And the reason that I buy it, I have a, there's science behind why I buy white. Okay. It's because it actually shows desert pinstripe less. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so. For I sure. mean, if you get close to my truck, you can see it is that. not pretty. Right. <laughs> right, and it's, you know, 22,000 miles old. Yeah. 21,000 miles old. Practically new. Yeah. Well, it's, I've only had it for a year and a half. You put a good chunk of change uh-huh. in a pandemic. I mean, I think I put maybe 8,000 miles on my car in a year. I did like 18 last year or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I usually average, I'm pretty close to like 1,000 miles a month, typically, yeah, right. with normal driving and stuff, but... I do way more than that. Yeah, I'm not driving much at all these days. Well, because I'm going, typically, if I'm not on the motorcycle on a weekend, I'm out adventuring, yeah. exploring somewhere, doing off-road. And for a while, um, I, you know, there was somebody, my adventure buddy, and we were going places. I don't know what else you would say about that. Yeah, I don't know where you were going with that. Yeah, I, I don't like, know. All right. Uh, yeah, a lot of destinations. Anyways. Uh, Let's get out of here. Yeah, so I think we're done. We can do some adventuring and destination-ing. Yeah, I'm going to stuff. work Yay. on R2. All right, have fun. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to the Ungrown Ups Podcast, and for this, we apologize. <laughs>